The views and opinions of today's broadcast are not necessarily the views and opinions of the TJRS radio network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS radio network. You may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Good morning and welcome to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show, the show where we discuss politics, social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Ryle. much for the wonderful introduction and good morning today is august 22nd 2021 and here's what we'll be talking about on this week's edition of the serious side of the jay rouse show was the intelligence wrong or did you downplay it there was no consensus you go back and look at the intelligence reports they said that it was more likely to be sometime by the end of the year you didn't put a timeline out when you said it was highly unlikely. You just said flat out it's highly unlikely the Taliban would take over. Yeah. Hi, this is Governor Greg Abbott. As you may have heard by now, I have tested positive for COVID-19. I test myself every day, and today is the first day that I tested positive. The good news is that my wife continues to test negative. Also, want you to know that I have received the COVID-19 vaccine, and that may be one reason why I'm really not feeling any symptoms right now. Nearly five hours after he parked his pickup and claimed to have explosives, a 49-year-old man from North Carolina gave up and followed instructions to crawl away, ending a tense standoff. He got out of the vehicle um, and uh, surrendered, and the tactical units that were close by uh, took him into custody without incident. The COVID is spreading, particularly uh, most of the numbers are with the unvaccinated, and the Democrats like to blame Republicans on that. Well, the biggest group in most states are African-Americans who have not been vaccinated. The last time I checked, over 90% of them vote for Democrats in their major cities and major counties. Online radio at its best. Dear Lord, I thank you for waking me up this morning. I praise and glorify your holy name. This is the day that you have made, so I will rejoice and be glad in it. Today I ask for your guidance and protection as I tackle my day. May your hand be on me, Lord. When things get tough, may I have the courage to set my heart and mind on you, knowing that you will see me through any obstacles during my day. Help me focus on you and set aside time for prayer in your word. I desire to fellowship with you more and more each day. I thank you in advance for the peace that will envelope me today. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning and welcome in. 347-850-1272 is the call-in number. It's the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. And as usual, I never share this stage by myself, but uh, I got some of the very best in the business. Ms. Vanessa May Bell is in the house. Mr. Johnny D is in the house. And of course, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S, he is here as well. Good morning. Good, good morning, one. Good morning, all. Vanessa, good morning. And Welcome into the show. How are you, Big Sis? 
morning. Good morning. I'm well, thank you. Well, that is Glad good to, to hear. Here. Glad that you are in the house. Mr. Johnny D in the place to be, the smooth brother from the Carolinas. Good morning, sir. How are you? Uh, good morning, good morning. Uh, I am certainly blessed and, as usual, honored uh, to be part of this great forum and conversation. Uh, a lot going on in the world and um, serious topics, as usual, and I'm looking forward to discussion. Uh, Miss Vanessa, good morning. My brother Les, uh, welcome back. Good morning. Big Brother Jay and to Jerome and to all of the other contributors who uh, may not be on the show this week, but uh, do participate from time to time, and to all those individuals who allow us an opportunity to come to their home, it is not underappreciated. Um, and thank you all as well. Thank you so much, sir. Very eloquently, as always. Thank you so much. And the, word, the man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Well, good morning. Good morning to you, my friend. And good morning, Nessa. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning, Marianne. Good morning, Momo B. And good morning, uh, Rich Sister. And good morning, my brother Hawk. And good morning, my brother Jerome. Thank you so much, Mr. Elias. The number is 347 And as always, we're kicking around a little bit, talking about some things that we may or may not cover during the show. Now, this is something that we definitely will not cover during the show because these numbers are hot off the presses. Uh, an NBC, a new NBC poll has shown that for the first time in his presidency, uh, President Biden's numbers have dropped below 50%. Mr. Elias, you know, the chaotic week he's had, uh, are we surprised by these numbers? No, but you know what, man? The, the Republicans have a way of messaging um, anything, you know. And to me, what, you know, I would have thought after 20 years that at least they'd have held more than at least a week or so. They would have been, you know, the, the mili- their military should have been strong enough to hold more than a week. But what could you have done anything differently to get out of there, man? I, I, I don't, I guess we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we're definitely going to talk about that. Yeah. Johnny D, uh, but, you know, listen, not only has he taken a hit for what happened in Afghanistan, because those numbers are just treacherous, but, you know, people are saying that uh, his numbers just dropped uh, from the handling of the coronavirus. Uh, they're down to 56%, which is still the majority. However, that's, I think, a six-point swing. Also, 52% on the economy. So he is leaking in all the major categories that the White House thought that would be his strengths, man. What say you in regards to what's going on with uh, President Biden? You know, when it comes to the public health aspect of it, when you start to politicize people's health then you you are in bad shape and clearly we're seeing signs we've been seeing signs of that uh, for the past two and a half years since the pandemic hit back in really October of 2019 is is when you know scientists say we first start seeing signs so I'm not surprised as as you know Americans cling on to their rights to impose their will on others uh, regardless, you know, with these mass mandates uh, and just the, the, the rhetoric of, of, you know, the Republican parties who 
who are going to stand stand firm. I mean, you know, if you, re- if you remember, 75 million people voted for that criminal, and those individuals are being counted within the matrix, you know. You got to look at those polls. Who are they polling as well? So, you know, polls can be skewed to be whatever. I think overall the response and the handling of the of the uh, the COVID crisis has been most admirable. Uh, he has owned it, taken some responsibility. But that that's that's a two party uh, effect. And you, as long as you still have people trying to politicize it, like DeSantos and Abbott and some of the rest of those clowns, uh, you're gonna still have people that's going to be sick. And then you've got those those soccer moms who are sitting there trying to act like you know they got the right to impose their will on others uh, as it relates to my kid doesn't want to wear a mask or, you know, woe is me, but yet my my, my child has the right to be safe as well. So it's, it's a lot of hypocrisy that comes in and around that. Uh, the Afghanistan component of, of the unfavorability is, is real, okay? That's just flat-out poor planning. Uh, I, I looked at some, some excerpts of uh, Defense Secretary uh, Austin, and I'm just not getting a, a, a clear sense that there was a lot of preparation done into this this withdrawal. Um, so I think there's some gaps there. So that's real and necessary. Yeah. Um, as far as the economy, uh, there, there really hasn't been anything. The stimulus uh, plan, uh, as far as the, you know, we spent a great deal of time trying to get the infrastructure bill passed, which should create jobs. But I think that has, yeah. that, that has been um, replaced by what, what's real, which is the Voters' Rights Act, which has not been touched and been targeted. And I will say something that may surprise a lot of our listeners. Um, you know, big ups to, to criminal Trump, who in Alabama last night told everyone in his own comedic way that they should get the vaccination. So I, I've got to give him at least a thumbs up for that. Oh, wow. It did something. You know what? Stop the presses. Uh, that really doesn't happen that often. Vanessa, you know, people are starting to question Biden's competency. There was a report out, the, uh, there was a video uh, that was shown uh, on The Sun's video on a website, which is uh, from Great Britain. Talked about how the president was confused getting off, Air, off Marine One going to the White House. Are you concerned that the Republicans will play to the fact that maybe he is a little too old, too, a little too long in the tooth, and that uh, America needs to make a change in a couple of years? What say you in regards to Biden's competency? And if you want to comment on his poll numbers, by all means, do so. Well, um, I've been trying to uh, get what's going on with Afghanistan. I've been trying to catch up with that. Um, I just hate that it's so many Americans left over there and that they weren't pulled out before all of this happened. Um, but I'm sure they had some kind of a warning, but I still hate that it wasn't done before they pulled, before they caused all of this to happen. And now from what I'm understanding, there are some Americans that have been beaten that are still over there. So I heard that this morning as a matter of fact. Um, the other thing is, is that I think that Biden did the best he could, I guess, with the rollout of this virus because the reprobate or whatever it is that uh, <laughs> J.D. called him could have done a little bit better 
with the way he was handling it. So I guess Biden came in with this mess. He was trying to do the best he could. So I'm not going to fault him about the way the coronavirus stuff is rolled out. I'm not. Um, as far as the economy, they didn't, when I heard it the other day, it wasn't in the hole. It could be better, but it wasn't in the hole. But I'm going to fault him for that a little bit. Do not shoot, Jay. But I'm going to fault him a little bit because if you get more money staying at the house than you do going out working, (laughs) then that would make the job numbers not go up because you buy, I mean, hell, even I bought food stamps when they were passing out an extra two, three, four, five thousand food stamps because you got some children. So, I mean... That bugged the hell out of me. That kind of stuff like that would make him not get my vote. But um, wow, now that's interesting you say that. Now, but, but wow. listen, now you have to take the good with the bad for now. So you have to look at what he's done as far as trying to get kids out of poverty. Um, you know, so I mean, listen, I, I get it. You, okay, you're wait, entitled wait, to your opinion. Wait, wait, no, no, hold on, Jay. There's more than one way of getting the children out of. Poverty because not only is it the food stamps, but it's that um, it's that uh, welfare group or whatever. I can't think of what it's called because I haven't had my coffee yet. But it also gives like milk and cheese and butter and yeah. blah blah. And so they got that too. But uh-huh. my husband says that Biden knew people had nowhere to store five thousand dollars in food stamps worth of food that they were going to sell them and that that money would go back into the economy. So Bobby said somebody in that White House had told him that the money would go back into the economy because people would buy them from other people. Now he's around around enough black people to know that if you pass out $5,000 in food stamps per household that they're going to sell them and then when they get that money, they're going to go buy some clothes and some shoes and some Nikes and some Jordans and some so I, I guess he stimulated the economy in a funny like way, but <laughs> could you stop passing out money that people are out there working? Because I don't work anymore, but people who are out there working, um, <laughs> I know mm. people are mad at me, but I wish we would stop. I really wish we would stop passing out the money to the rich folks, though. I really wish we would stop doing that. I I knew this was going to happen. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. They got a chance to go out the state they feel like. Ding, 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 ding. They get a chance to go. We never, we never confront the rich. We always confront the poor. The rich folks went up in space. And he did go to spending $150,000 to get on the plane. All right, folks. While while they continue to go back and forth, we're going to step out. That's where the plane needs to go. Straight to the rest for NPR News update. And we're going to go. And thank you very much for listening. And uh, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to the side of the J. Rob Show. Live from NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder. The British Defense Ministry says more Afghan civilians have been killed in the crush outside Kabul's International Airport. 
From London, Vicki Barker reports seven more people were killed as thousands seek their way out of Afghanistan following the Taliban takeover a week ago today. Witnesses say the panic was sparked by rumors and reports that the Western forces planned to end the evacuations within days. One witness said all of the dead were women. British Defense Secretary Ben Wallace, who this past week broke down in tears when admitting that the U.K. might not get all of its citizens and Afghan allies out in time, has repeated his concern in a newspaper op-ed for the Mail on Sunday. And the Times of London reports Foreign Secretary Dominic Robb is seeking a phone call with Secretary of State Antony Blinken to discuss extending the August 31st deadline. For NPR News, I'm Vicki Barker in London. President Biden is said to give an update on the evacuation. The White House says he will speak later today after meeting with his national security team. Meanwhile, the Pentagon this morning has ordered the emergency use of 18 U.S. commercial aircraft to help transport evacuees after they've already flown out of Kabul. President Biden is also expected to outline his administration's response to what is now Tropical Storm Henri. The latest advisory says Henri has weakened slightly to just under hurricane status. Millions on New York's Long Island and in southern New England, though, preparing, stocking up on groceries and gasoline. In Connecticut, the CEO of Eversource, Joe Nolan, is seeking to reassure customers that his company is prepared for power outages. I can promise you that our customers will get their power back on as quickly as is safely possible given the current circumstances. The latest advisory from the National Hurricane Center says Henri has top sustained winds of 70 miles per hour. The storm is set to make landfall today, but the region began seeing thunderstorms and flash flooding in some areas last night. Federal Reserve has a big decision on its hands, how to end the massive financial support it's provided to financial markets since the pandemic began. NPR's Rafael Nam reports and investors will be on the lookout for some indication of what the Fed is thinking when it gathers for a conference this week. When the pandemic hit last year, the Fed took a big step. He made a pledge to buy hundreds of billions of dollars of bonds and mortgage debt each month. Bond markets determine all kinds of important rates, including for bank loans and mortgages. The bond purchases were meant to keep these rates low and keep the economy functioning. It worked. Today, the economy is much better and the Fed must soon decide how to start removing the support. We may get a clue of what's to come on Friday when Fed Chair Jerome Powell delivers his remarks to a high-profile conference that will be taking place online next week. Although, he may wait to tip his hand until the Fed's next meeting in September. Rafael Nam, NPR News. And this is NPR News. They're going to find you. Stop kidding yourself. Sir, have you been drinking tonight? Sir, have you been drinking this evening? Sir, have you been drinking tonight? They will catch you and arrest you. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at best. Was the intelligence wrong or did you downplay it? There was no consensus. You go back and look at the intelligence reports. They said that it was more likely to be sometime by the end of the year. You didn't put a timeline out when you said it was highly unlikely. You just said flat out it's highly unlikely the Taliban would take over. Yeah. Well, the question was whether or not it... The idea that the Taliban would take over was premised on the notion 
that the uh, somehow the 300,000 troops we had trained and equipped was going to just collapse. They were going to give up. I don't think anybody anticipated that. Senator McConnell said it was a predictable that the Taliban was going to take over. Well, by the end of the year, it said that that was a real possibility. But no one said it was going to take over then when it was being asked. Welcome back in. 347-850-1272 is our calling number. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rao Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TGRS Radio Network online radio at its best. Over the past seven days, Western allies were forced to airlift Afghan citizens, some desperately clinging to planes to leave the country. Mr. Biden's promise to withdraw troops by the 31st of August has some in his own party secretly questioning his competence and strength. Heading into a week that will bring a congressional hearing on the exit and massive efforts to step up the pace of evacuations, few seemed satisfied with what little answers the administration has provided about what has been widely seen as Mr. Biden's worst days of governance. Let's start right there. We touched on this a little bit in our little intro, but uh, this is now it's time to get into the meat and potatoes of the topic. Let me swing around to you, Mr. Elias. You know, we talked about his numbers dropping, and so basically this is a continuation of a conversation that we started off at the top. What's happened in Afghanistan, even though President Biden has doubled down on his decision, and a lot of people are saying, look, this is the right call to make. People are just concerned about how quickly a ragtag group of folks took over that country where we spent billions of dollars in training the Afghans, they had over 300,000 members of their military. But within seven days, the country is under Taliban control. What say you in regards to this? Well, you know what, Jay? As we look back, didn't, didn't, didn't the former administration release 5,000 Taliban members and the leader Taliban? You know, and, and wasn't it, wasn't the former leader of this country talking about bringing them to Camp David? But you know, <laughs> we 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 as Democrats, that's what we're find. That's what we found our our, our weakest place because we're criticized in a heartbeat. Republicans don't give a damn what they what that guy does. They didn't care. They will they will back him no matter what. There's no way in the world that we should have been over there for 20 years, 20 long years in a war that we should have never been in in the first place. We should have never been over there in the first place. But we were over there for 20 years, and in 20 years it takes less than a week. That That is the weakest. They, they obviously in 20 years, they just depended on America to police their country. That's all it was. And if you release 5,000 of the Taliban into into society, what do you think is going to happen? These people were in prison. They were locked up. The leader of the Taliban locked up. But that's after the fact. What do you mean after the fact? fact. What What I mean mean by that is, is that by the time they release these folks, unless I got the numbers wrong, by the time, or the time frame I should say wrong, by the time they released, you know, those guys, they had already taken the country over, man. I, I just don't – I mean, and Biden has already said the buck stops with him. 
So, yeah, I mean, we can sit here and say that Donald Trump made a bad deal, uh, that, you know, George Bush should have never gotten us into this uh, scrimmage in the first place, and President Obama should have been a little bit more, um, should have done more to, 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 you know, get this thing going. But at the end of the day, he's the president, and people are not going to, People go, People are going to look at him as making excuses for a blundered uh, evacuation. We can laugh, Mr. Elias, but listen. I mean, are, can you at least did they, you make, at least did they make excuses for the, the former president? Did they must. They, they no. Whatever that former president did, they just let it go. But we already know that. Okay, we already know that. So, never mind. No, 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 it's not never mind. Listen, we already know that people are going to look at Donald Trump, and he's Teflon, he's Teflon Don. So we know that. But at the end of the day, our democracy is at stake. And so, yeah, Joe Biden is finally understanding how it feels to be black. What I mean by that is this. Black folks have to overachieve to even be on the same level as a mediocre white person to be considered for things. So now – Biden has to overachieve, you know, being the president because of what Donald Trump has done. What is that, Joe? You're all right. Good God. Wow. Uh, so anyway, at the end yeah, of the great. day, that's what we're dealing with, dude. So, I mean, I hear what you're saying, but the bottom line is, is that he is the El Presidente right now. And folks, are, they're looking mm-hmm. for a and reason to, to nail him to the cross. Yes, of course. And, and what, what, what do we do? We stand right down in Republicans. Like, yeah, you're right. No, wait a minute. So, wait, so you're the president. Come let on. me ask you this. Come on. Let's wait a minute. Hold on. Let's well, let me ask you a question. Here's my question for you then. Are you trying to tell me that if Biden does something that's not right or he does something, if he blunders something, we're supposed to turn a blind eye and don't say anything about it at all? What could to he me, that's being a hypocrite. Tell me, as president. Uh, you are on corner ch- ch- uh, quarterback right now. What would you have done differently? I mean, I don't have all the done information in front of me. I'm telling you what it looks like. I mean, listen, I'm not – look, he may have made the right decision. Like. What would you have done differently? But you should you care because – you know why you should care? Because at the end of the day, the people who are looking at this through a certain lens, they're the ones that will determine that he would keep his job or not. So you should. And I, I just can't believe – no matter, no matter what Joe Biden does, he could deliver millions of jobs. The economy could be 100,000 times better, and they still would want to vote him out of office. Welcome to being black. I that just said works. that. Well, I just said that. There welcome. you go. He no, has no, a higher standard. Black is welcome. That, bottom it line, is, no it, matter it, what it, he does, he could bring millions of jobs. Like they, they pass it. They pass infrastructure. And black folks can have all the degrees falling off their walls, but they have to still overachieve to even be considered. So, I mean, listen, we're saying the exact same thing. Let me roll to you, Vanessa. Vanessa, you know, when we talk about Biden, they talk about the pullout. I hear what Mr. Elias is saying. You know, we talked about this uh, on numerous occasions on this show, how the Democrats should rally behind, circle the wagons. But at the end of the day, what's right and what's right and what's wrong is what's wrong. I remember Mr. Elias and I having an argument about Clinton when he was doing the things he was doing in, in the Oval Office. And I was like, I don't give a damn whether he's a Democrat or not. He shouldn't be degrading that office the way it is. And I was told by not only him but others, well, it doesn't matter what type of job, what, what he does personally. He's a man as long as he's being the president. 
But wait a minute, now we're talking about a man who just embarrassed us as president. But it shouldn't matter, right? Because as long as he's doing what he's supposed to do for a certain percentage of the uh, public, then what difference does it make? And that's how some of the Republicans were looking at Donald Trump. But to bring it back to this situation, are we wrong to say Biden, the Biden team, and when you listen to them, when they're being questioned about this, they are defensive about how they handled this. Is it fair to say that they blundered this evacuation? Okay, Johnny D, since Vanessa's not here, what about you? Hello? Okay, so <clears throat> I tell you what, this is this is two firsts. <laughs> First, I said something positive about the, the criminal and the reprobate, and now right. this may be the first time that I disagree with Mr. Less, okay? Now, oh boy, write this down. Wow. America should have been in Afghanistan because when the Taliban and al-Qaeda declared war almost 20 years ago, okay, on September 11th, it'll be 20 years from the time that they provided international terrorists on the confines of the United States. So should have been in Afghanistan. We should have been more selective in our leadership when you looked at Karzai and how he was simply extorting funds that America has invested in that country. You're talking about $488 billion. Yep. Jay, you served a lot longer than I have, so you know the capabilities of the special forces and those troops that was training those that Afghan national defense uh, special forces um, military. They should have been better prepared. But what that shows is this here. It's the difference when you're fighting for monetary gain and jobs and when you're fighting for a way of life and a will. And the Taliban, this is their way of life, okay? Whereas those, 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 those uh, Afghan National Defense Special Forces, they were fighting simply because it was a job opportunity. America could not sustain the current way in which we were allowing that country to be governed because it was a lot of corruption. When you look at the pathway as far as the females, there was still some degrees of suppression, certainly not the way that it is with the Taliban. But now we're partnering up and we're having conversations with the Akani Network, which is another terrorist organization, just so we can kind of leverage the ground with the Taliban. So this is one of those, the enemy of my enemy is my friend type of situations where we're now communicating with, with terrorist organizations. And this is open source information. So anything I ever talk about is, is, is never of a confidential nature. It's open source information. But yeah, we should have been in Afghanistan. We should have went over there and took care of Osama bin Laden and the rest of the Taliban and everybody else who imposed the threat to the American way of life. We just should have been more selective in, in our governance. Uh, you think about the, the words in 1990 of, of a person that I admire tremendously, uh, Secretary of State and General Colin Powell, when he told the American public, you know, once we start this, when you break it, you have to fix it. So when, when you go in and, and you invade these countries, 
You have to be ready to establish a solid government, and it has to be predicated on not what you know the, the shiny the, the shiny nickel. Cause I looked apart because I was was a, was a thief himself. And then, of course, he, he spent eight to ten years in authority. He made billions of dollars, and then he disappeared as he started to contest uh, President Obama. And then eventually we bring a new leadership in who clearly on, on day one, when, when the Taliban started to emerge and they started approaching Kabul, this guy got on a plane and, and headed out. So you've got those, those affluent people in Qatar who has the ability to, to, to quell this if they choose to do so. At this point in time now, the, the thing that you can, you, you can only do is hope to develop a plan where you minimize the loss of life. Uh, right now, they estimate 20 people have lost their lives. We probably will guess that it's a lot more than that right there in and around Kabul. But there's some residual deaths that probably have occurred that's going unreported as just natural causes or just circumstantial uh, or, 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 or occupational hazards or collateral damages. But we're in a situation now where at least there appears to be some coordination and some plan. Uh, I saw where uh, Secretary of Defense um, Austin indicated that he's going to activate um, the civil uh, Air Force, where he's got 18 commercial flights that's going to help. But it, it, is, it is a dire need. When you look at the news and you see people hanging from, from planes and you look at, you, you listen to stories about little, little kids being trampled and you just see people passing out, this is a crisis of unproportionate uh, circumstances. And right now what you have to do Instead of looking at those troops, uh, you're going to have to bring military forces in uh, by way of air because now you've got to go out and you've got to get all of those American citizens. I, I think they estimate some 300,000 individuals who have helped America over the last 20 years and helped the cause of democracy. But you got right. the G7, you got NATO, all of those countries have to get involved as well because this is not an American problem, okay? This is a world problem. And for us to sit back and, um, again, lose the seat in the realm in which that, you know, the reprobate um, gave up as far as America's prominence, yeah, we, 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 we tend to play the big brother. But then also we have to look at, okay, who else can help us with some immediate resources? Because you certainly always have a, a, an ally in, 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 in Great Britain. Great Britain is always strong. Uh, Italy has done tremendous work. Uh, Italy started evacuating people back in June because they could envision that, okay, you, you don't get this, this deadline of August 31st, so now let's go yeah. get our people. So, you know, I commend Italy, but the way that that country was seized in, in less than two weeks, that should not have happened with a skillfully trained um, military services. Again, right, right. know the capabilities of our special forces troops, and they should have been better equipped and better prepared to deal with that. Right. But again, I go back to that to that wheel, that wheel, right. and the Taliban. This is their way of life, and they were yeah. fighting for they were fighting for Allah. They were fighting for a wheel. They were fighting for a way of life, where the other ones were yeah. just simply saying, you know what, this is a job. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. I don't know if I just real quick, do you agree with uh, the way Biden handled that? Yes or no? No, no. Uh, okay. Poor planning, poor planning. Whenever you had a catastrophe and the chaos and the defensive posture that that he has 
caking, and then of course he's trying to relax it now. Yeah, it, it's 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 the American way to go in there and say, you know, I own it. Until Trump came along, you know, when he came along, it's like blame everybody else. But typically, right, right. you you have people who go up there and they stand in front of the cameras, they say, you know what, it stops on me. Well, that doesn't negate right. the fact that you still got, um, you know, hundreds of thousands of people that's being oppressed. That's 38 million people in right. Afghanistan, and we we were talking about less than 1%, 300,000, where there's a, a lot of other supporters of America that was wanting a different way of life. If not, it wouldn't have been able to sustain for 20 years. And there's, yeah. the Taliban represents a small portion of individuals who want to bring back that Sharia law. But if you look at the, the Arab Spring several years ago, you look at Egypt and how they fail, um, Yemen has probably been the one one Arab country that's been able to hold on to, to that to that terroristic um, way of life in, in the Middle East. But yep. everyone else has become a little bit more westernized. So right. I'm sure that out of the 38 million people in, in Afghanistan, it's just not 300,000 individuals who saw this as a positive way of life. Right, right. Let me see if Vanessa, Vanessa, have you checked back in? We came to you earlier, but she was out. Vanessa, are you here with us? I know she said she was handling some business. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Listen, Ms. Taylor, I get what you're saying. I really do. And, uh, you know, I'm a full supporter of Joe Biden. But at the end of the day, you know, you have to call a spade a spade. And even though he's taking full responsibility, which is commendable, I mean, listen, I listen, you know, high fives and fist bumps for, for standing up and saying this is my decision. And, you know, sometimes decisions that you make are not popular, but they are necessary. You know, the way the president saw this was, look, it didn't matter whether we stayed there two more days or two more years. That situation was going to collapse regardless after we left. Now, the reason why people are really coming at him is because he was asked this question in June. You know, how do you think this thing is going to shake out? And he said that you're not going to see military helicopters pulling people from the roof of the U.S. Embassy. Well, he's right about that. They were doing it from the parking lot. And so that's the reason why a lot of people are saying, wait a minute. Now, how did you, How you know, in just a month and a half, you went from saying, Look, this is going to be a well thought of withdrawal. You're not going to see the Taliban take the country over in a matter of weeks. But the complete opposite happened. And that's the reason why people are saying, well, wait a minute, what the hell are you doing? And you're right. There should be uh, some blame pointed at Trump because Trump was the one who negotiated this stupid-ass deal in the first place and didn't have any way in or out. And you're starting to see a lot of his former officials, including his former Secretary of Defense, going on CNN and saying, look, damn it, that president screwed this whole thing up. So there are people that are definitely saying Trump really is the reason why President Biden is dealing with the mess that he's dealing with because he left him just a horrible, horrible situation. Well, I tell you what, that guy, the stain and the stench that that guy has put on this country is going to be here for a long, long time. It's almost like getting hit with a skunk. All right. 347-850-1272 is our call-in number. Reverend Jesse Jackson and his wife has tested positive for COVID-19 and are currently hospitalized. Reverend Jackson has also been battling Parkinson's for the past few years. In this week's edition of In Four Minutes or Less, something that you need to know, we're going to hear from Reverend Jackson on his day-to-day struggles as he fights this debilitating disease. It's Kavina time. In four minutes or less, something that you need to know. <laughs> 
We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the Serious Side of the J. Rowell Show. <laughs> How much of this is designed specifically for the Parkinson's? When people focus on Parkinson's, they are not uh, successful. No medication for Parkinson's, no any pill. When you focus not exercise, you focus on the muscle. <sighs> muscle is bringing blood flow and energy. That's the best medication you could get. What made you first realize something might be off? Well, while walking, a couple of times I fell. The doctor said it sounds suspicious. And so uh, they checked it out with a real specialist. They saw signs of Parkinson's and uh, I could not believe it at first. Maybe a year, I really didn't give it the attention it deserved because unlike a cut or a bruise, which you can detect, Parkinson's kind of grows and diminishes you. I have to take my time to get dressed. You put your put your feet in your pants. That's that's that takes a long time. How much longer does it take you to get dressed than oh, before the Parkinson's? Well, I can get dressed in ten minutes and hit it. Now it takes me thirty five water minutes to get to put my pants on. And then this this look they have to get some like a like a shoehorn, a long shoehorn. And get your legs up, pants on. Everything, everything is slower, but more purposeful. I could not get up out of a chair because it, it, it was so intense. And then I couldn't comb my hair left or right hand and couldn't shave. And so you find yourself deteriorating real fast. And so when I put all that together, I said, look here, we got to go to work. How hard, if at all, is it to avoid letting yourself get frustrated? Frustration is not an option. No, I don't understand frustration. I understand, I understand development. And I, and I feel the result is make me, it inspires me more, frankly. That first year when you said you weren't really giving it the attention it deserved, what does that mean? Well, I could not feel its immediate impact. So I was not on the kind of medical regimen I'm on now. I take medicine four times a day, a kind of dopamine. It's not cured, but it can alter it. Plus, you have physical therapy and occupational therapy and speech therapy. So they tell you to do big stretches, exaggerate your movements, and walk. With. And then, of course, what I'm doing now, in addition to that kind of exercise, is the muscle development and fitness. What are the side effects? the brain is slowing down or tripling the muscle. So all the muscles are important. Your muscles get lazy, they get weak, and you stumble. Fall on the floor a couple of times, hard to get up. They train you on how to get up, how, the way you should get up. What are the ways they train you to get up? The best way, Jesse, is not to fall down, right? <laughs> so not to fall down, <laughs> we need thing. to bring all the strength back. What do you think you learned from your biological dad having had it? I was with him one day, we were out talking. And he had uh, peanuts on his lip. And my son said, Grandpa, he didn't feel it. And I've had the same experience, being Grandpa. Because there's a danger of not feeling extremities and stuff like that. So it, it requires a reorientation 
to oneself, taking care of oneself, one's body again, learning, and sometimes learning how to walk again, how to stretch again, to talk again, how to exaggerate steps and movements, and not, not give in to this thing. The intent of you being here is to sustain the muscles as long as possible. I think I'm also developing muscle too. Uh oh, oh, oh. <laughs> not yet, not yet, not yet. Today, nearly one in five Americans are living with a mental health condition, from our children and grandparents to our veterans, co workers, and neighbors. For all of us, our mental well-being is just as important as our physical health. But unfortunately, most of us don't know how to recognize the signs that someone is in emotional distress. And so many of those who are having difficulty can't get the help they need. Together, we can change this. We can start by visiting changedirection.org and learning the five signs that may mean someone is struggling and needs help. And then it's up to us to show compassion, to reach out, to connect, help folks find the hope and the support they need. Together, we can change the story about mental health in America. Together, we can change direction. Online radio at its best. Hi, this is Governor Greg Abbott. As you may have heard by now, I have tested positive for COVID-19. I test myself every day, and today is the first day that I tested positive. The good news is that my wife continues to test negative. Also, I want you to know that I have received the COVID-19 vaccine, and that may be one reason why I'm really not feeling any symptoms right now. I have no fever, no aches and pains, or other types of symptoms. Also, I want to express my gratitude for everybody across the entire country that has been sending in their well wishes. Similarly, I want to send well wishes myself to everybody across the country, and especially here in Texas, for everybody else who is going through the challenge of having COVID. I want you to know that as I work my way through this, I will stay engaged every single day on everything happening in the Texas Capitol, including working with the members of the legislature, as well as the members across the entire state to keep Texas the best state in the United States. God bless you all, and God bless Texas. Welcome back in 19 on Saturday after having a brief and mild bout with the infection this week. In a video posted on Twitter, the Republican governor, whose office announced four days ago that he had tested positive with the virus, credited the vaccine for a short illness and urged Texans to get vaccinated. Abbott said he would continue to quarantine at the recommendation of his doctors. The recommendations of his doctors and will continue to work in open infusion centers for antibody therapy treatment across his state. Let's start right there with the infamous Texas governor who is just, he's a busybody boy. He's been busy here the last few months. Vanessa, I'm going to go to you on this one. I want to say something, but the thing is is that I am, uh, I'm torn. Because there's the straight-up thug in me that wants to say something that I know that will turn heads this morning. 
But then there is this professional polished me that says, no, you can't say those things because you are a host of a radio show. So how should I proceed, Vanessa? Should I flip a coin? Heads, I become rogue or entails, I become, you know, who I am, or what should I do at this stage? You tell me. Because I really want to say something, and I'm not sure it's straight. You asked a question, and you should wish him a full recovery. That's what you should do. And Yeah. All right. Well, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take that approach. But you know what? Even mm. on my Facebook yes. page, and you know my Facebook page is Show Enough Texas, um, nobody's saying nothing. Nobody is saying, I wish him well. I hope he, some bad happened to him. Nobody, they're just posting that he had it, and nobody is commenting. And then when the lieutenant governor, got on there and said that the reason why everybody's catching COVID is because the jumping black the gun. people are not getting vaccinated. You're jumping the gun. You're jumping the gun. We're talking about that. But go ahead. And oh, it's I'm a part sorry. of your point, but yeah. No, no, no that's okay, no, but we're going to talk about that no, in detail, but just, go ahead. They're just one big birds of a feather flock together group, and I just wish them all well. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you heard it first. Vanessa told me not to be the thug this morning. She told me to be the polished mm. radio host that I am. Now, I'm not going to ask Mr. Elias the same question. I told you to be the Christian that I know you are. Well, but mm-hmm. that's basically saying to be polished. I'm not going to ask the heathen over here, Mr. Elias, because you already know where he's going to go. Uh, so I tell you what we'll do. Let's reach out to the smartest man in the world. Mr. Jerome Esprit has just graced us. Jerome, man, good morning. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. How you doing? Just good morning, Jerome. Good morning. Good morning. Are you going to be the professional radio host? <laughs> I don't know what that means. What am I supposed to be professional about? Having COVID. <laughs> I, just on the what? Okay, so I'll be professional. I don't know if my words are going to be taken that way, but okay. I'll be professional. What's the question? <laughs> what's what's well, the crisis? Well, 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 listen. I, you know, I started off this set by saying that I'm going to. There's a part of me that wants to really be a thug and say what I really think, but then there's this other part of me that says, you know what? No, just keep it. You know, just be real. Be a Christian, uh, like Vanessa suggested. So we'll just we'll just leave it at that. So here's my question for you, Jerome, because. It's amazing how a lot of these governors, Republican governors, are running around trying to stop schools from mandating mask requirements. But on the coup, they're taking the vaccines. On the coup, they have access to life-saving drugs. So it's easy for them to step out and put the chest out and beat the chest, saying that America has the right to do whatever, but at the same time, they know that they're covered. So here's, you know what, Vanessa? I'm going to pray about this, but I'm going to say what I was going to say in the first place. <laughs> it's To me, it's not going to hit home to these people who are running around here waving these Trump flags and saying that, you know, you're, you know, you, you're really uh, invading my freedom. It's not going to hit home to one of these big mouth, loud mouth will die of COVID. And I think that that's when it's going to resonate with some of these folks. 
I think so. I, let me yep. tell you something. People don't realize how close to death Donald Trump really was. I was talking to someone the other day, so I don't know. He wasn't. We, we think it was a fake. Bull, that's what they wanted you to think. That guy was close to death. Think about this for a second. The White House has the capability of performing blood transfusions in it. It has a fully staffed medical facility within the White House. They flew his butt to Walter Reed because they felt that they could not control the situation at the White House. That guy was close. You see what happened to Hermie Cain. So he didn't have access to those medicines like the president at the time had. So I think, Jerome, and you correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. Elias disagrees, but I think that if one of these loudmouth people die of COVID, like Sean Hannity, you know, uh, Tucker Carson, uh, you know, DeSantos, any of these guys, I think that it will shake some of these folks and say, oh, my God, wait a minute. What do you think? Sean Hannity is telling people to get vaccinated now, Jay, because well, I heard now. on his show there. Yeah, he, he is now, but trust me, he's been one of those loud mouths. He's been one of those carnival barkers. Yeah, he was. What do you say, Jerome? Yeah, I think you're thinking too highly of them too, Jay. Like, seriously, oh, you think they're conspiracy <laughs> serious. If, if one of them passed from COVID, you think they won't say they was killed by the government? Are you serious? That Ooh, you don't look think at you. We'll actually spin that? There is wow. no way. Thank you, my brother. Thank you. They'd be like, um, wow. yeah, he died because, um, you know, he he took he took aspirin or something. Like, they will make something up, but it will not be COVID. <laughs> Denial is a hell of a drug in Rick James kind of speak. <laughs> Denial is worse. <laughs> Denial is worse than cocaine. And I don't mean to say that out on Sunday. And I don't do drugs. So I'm just saying, denial is a bad drug. You know what I mean? So there is no way that it will change their impression or their opinion. Now, again, on the Governor Abbott stuff, um, my humanity is well intact, and all of us are. But at the same time, we need to give up. um, We need to give up trying to save the souls of the people who want to kill you, right? Um, For those people who viewed the, the, the HBO series Lovecraft Country, I'm going to say this because, I, you know, I've been having this conversation um, since it was canceled because I knew it was going to get canceled when I saw the end of it. And, you know, people kept asking me, why do you know it's going to get canceled? And the trick is, is that when – and I'm sorry, if you don't know what Lovecraft Country is, it's a series on HBO. But in the end of the series, this – um, black character says white folks have been banned from magic across the world and she leaves and walks away and then mm-hmm. the white woman you know starts crying and stuff and a young black kid comes over and the white woman says help me help me and the black kid says when are we going to learn and kills the white woman and I'm like they're going to get canceled and the issue is is that no and, and it's not just the storyline what it is is that when Anybody, I mean, white folks don't like anybody who don't love them, for one. But there has to be a lesson learned in the fact that the people who are trying to kill you, you cannot keep saving them. Because they're, they're never going to stop trying to kill you. Right. So I'm not saying anything spiritual about whether that man should die or not. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we have to stop wishing him well. Like, that's not our issue. That dude is still trying. He's he is not doing Texas no favors. 
He's saying get it nope. and 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 you're on your own. Right? So if your kid gets COVID, so what? But they can't have a mask on. He knows how it's getting transmitted and how it's spreading. So that dude is adding to that. And so we have, we need to stop. But karma, stop Jerome, covering. karma, karma, karma. Jerome, right, well, I karma. mean, right, that, that, is, that could be true. But what I'm saying That's to you is that we know. can't hide karma people. Like, we can't got. cover for it. We can't be an accomplice to that. So nobody's saying anything because nobody's evil like that. Nobody wants to see that man die. Like, we don't just do that to peek to other souls. But the truth is, is that we should not be sitting there talking about we wish him well either. Let his karma be what his karma is. And I think, no, I think the man should come to work. I, I'm talking about if you wish him something wrong, the karma will come back on you. I'm not saying anything I, about that man. I'm right here in Texas. No, no, no. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Don't wish nothing negative nothing. on nobody. That's a, that was my point. Don't wish negative on nobody. You don't yep. have to. I think it's actually, I think it's actually come to work every day because that's what his lieutenant governor said they were willing to do. That's what his lieutenant governor said that they were willing to do. Yep. They were willing to sacrifice and and and, and die for this yep. economy. So yep. your ass should okay. sacrifice and die for this economy. That's yep. what I yep. believe. That is what he said. That's what the lieutenant governor said, Dan Patrick. He sure did with his crazy self. Yep. Right. If. if if they're wishing it on themselves, it's like people who are getting it saying, um, I wish I would have got the vaccine. I, my response is, okay, right? Like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> like, you want me to have a little bit right. more empathy for you because you, you want to kill everybody else off because the people who you know that passed, um, you didn't care? I mean, I, I, we all probably know somebody who died of COVID. Hell, I know quite a few. And somebody recently had COVID complications because they had other health ailments. And the issue is, is like, how many times do you have to see that movie? You shouldn't have to know somebody to empathize. So once you start getting to that point, what what is it for us to do to keep wishing well the people who are trying to kill you? This is why indigenous people all over this planet always get conquered. Because we're constantly saving the people who want to kill us. So hmm. wow. I say if you're not going to be righteous enough to even be here, um, it's not our job to actually make you stay. So, you know, hmm. I, it doesn't surprise me that there's no comments one way or another about him. It's not our focus point. We should not use our – Because I don't want um, to check on me. No, well, why does it have to be a focus, though? That, I mean, I, I – over the focus? years, yelling at Jay sometimes about. No, I'm just saying, like, because about even a topic. What? No, we really feel in our gut. Like what Jay just said. We know how we feel in our gut. We're just not going to say it. We're going to let other states and people say it because as much as I move around the country, I'm blessed that I have not caught COVID. I am. And so I'm not going to say anything about anybody right. else. I don't have a feeling. But my point was I don't have a feeling about it one way or another. I'm saying us, okay, I'll, I'll give you this in a, in a, in a metaphysics way, in a, in a quantum mechanics kind of way, right? Whatever you focus okay. your intention on, whatever you focus your intention on, you're giving it energy, right? So I don't give any energy to anything I'm not focused on. So I'm not focusing on him. 
right? Yep, that I doesn't know. mean that I'm wishing him bad or anything. That's, he's not my concern. He ain't concerned about me. And that's all I'm saying is, like, we have to watch where our intentions go when it comes to this stuff, right? We keep thinking that extreme people, you know, the Marco Rubios and the, and the, and the, and the, and the Cruises and stuff, and the truth is is that we're defining ourselves by negative. So we are always rehashing negative in our bodies, which screen angst in us, what gives you high blood pressure or all these other, you know, um, um, ailments that's related to having tension in your body. We have to stop looking at them like that. They're not, he's a non-factor to me. I'm not in Texas, but I have family there. So I just call my folks in Texas and like, hey, how you doing? Can I help you? Like, whatever we need to do to get past this moment. But having an intention to keep your, keeping an oppressor, keeping them well, we have to go about thinking about this differently. We really do. And I know this, you know, Jay might get pulled off the air just from me saying that. Because the people who actually know what I'm talking about are the people who oppress everybody. They don't want people thinking like that. I don't care about that man to say that I want him hurt or not. Let that guy be Save neutral the to date, you. Texas, November 2022. Save the date. Hey, what go to the no. need to vote oh, that fool out of office. Yeah, well, good good yeah. luck on that. I mean, the thing is, is that with the census reports, I mean, re- Republicans know that uh, they, their day is exactly. coming, and that's the reason why they are – doing everything in their power to, you know, gerrymander districts. They're doing everything in their power to uh, create these voter suppression laws because they know that they have to cheat the win. Yep, in addition to that, Jay, good point, but in addition to that, they stopped the census early. So even the census data is still wrong. They always undercut, you know, uh, undercount people of color anyway. And then Trump having that census data stopped the census early. And they're yeah. gerrymandering. Yeah. So, so we well, have to do something. It's not up to them because fairness fairness is not in them. So I wouldn't look to Abbott to be any different than what he's always been. Nowhere in their neighborhood, nowhere within the same zip code. All right, three minutes left. Uh, uh, John, let me give that to you. Uh, give me your thoughts on what's happening with uh, the Texas uh, governor and just, uh, you know, you want to comment on anything that we talked about uh, during this segment? Three minutes to yours. You know, I'm going to use probably 10 seconds. Uh, I don't give much thought to it. Uh, certainly prayerful that uh, no one uh, is impacted negatively by by any, 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 you know, illnesses, viruses, anything like that. But um, it was a non-issue for me. Well, you know, I, I hear you. But at the same time, I still think, you know, Jerome, you brought up an excellent point with, the fact that they're going to use if something happened to one of the big four or five or how many idiots that they have on that side of the fence, that they're going to become mortars and, oh, my God, these people died for the cause. So you're right. There's so many twisted-minded people out there that it's just scary to think that if something happened to these people, um, then, you know, it may trigger some type of response from some weak-minded individual. But keep in mind, these people – Regardless, and this is the thing that I don't get, Mr. Elias, and I'll give the last two minutes to you. What I don't get is how these people are so gullible to know that these people who are telling you not to wear masks, I guarantee you, if the camera's not on their ass, they got their mask on. I guarantee you, these people are saying, hey, don't get vaccinated. 
they've gotten their shots. And you're starting to see this with people getting sick. Lindsey Graham came out and said, hey, you know, I got COVID, but thank God I got vaccinated. So why? It's like a double standard. If you if, if you want people to get vaccinated, then what, stop talking all this nonsense. All right, Mr. Elias, last 90 seconds of yours. Well, Jay, here in Northwest Indiana, where I live at, um, and 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 in the St. John area, they they're having a fight about wearing masks in school. And one lady on there, I quote her correctly when she says, "The mask is more of a hindrance than my kids catching the coronavirus." And she has a cell. She has a kid that is seven and one is twelve. She will not. She refuses to have her kids wear a mask in school. And then they got a senior in high school. This guy has has not been to high school this year at all. Because he walks up to school and they say, you cannot come in here without a mask, sir, and they send him home. This is how dumb he's been. It's gotten to the point where even at my job, I went to a funeral yesterday of a coworker. These clowns are still refusing to wear a mask. So it doesn't matter who dies from it, Jay. It's all about me. I don't care about you. You could die from it, but it wouldn't me. So I don't, you know, I don't see anything happening different. It's all about me. Once again, the hypocrisy. Republicans, oh, my God, you can't tell me what to do. The government's trying to take over my uh, ability to make decisions. However, you want to tell women what to do with their bodies. Boy, ridiculous. All right, we're going to step out take a break. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. More to come. Listen to the serious side of the J. Ronald Show. Oh, those boys are much too much. Those boys are much too much. We got the spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We got the spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We're going to beat them and bust them. Beat them. The smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. All those boys are much too much. Those boys.
after he parked his pickup and claimed to have explosives, a 49-year-old man from North Carolina gave up and followed instructions to crawl away, ending a tense standoff. He got out of the vehicle um, and uh, surrendered, and the tactical units that were close by uh, took him into custody without incident. Capitol Police say it all began a little after 9 a.m. when the man, Floyd Ray Roseberry, parked his black pickup on the sidewalk of the Library of Congress called 911 and said he had a bomb. That's about a block from the U.S. Capitol. Nearby buildings were evacuated, including the Supreme Court and a House of Representatives office building. Police and federal agents swarmed in, including the FBI and ATF, and streets were shut down several blocks away. A massive response in a city still on high alert after the Capitol riot and social media threats of further violence. At first, police say Roseberry communicated with them by writing notes on a dry erase board saying, don't shoot me at one point and asking for his preacher. And as it began, he was actually sending a live feed from inside the truck to his Facebook page. All right, guys. Looks to me like I'm getting ready to make a phone call. He then made a long series of anti-government statements. A short time later, Facebook cut off the feed and took down his page, but while it was still active, he showed glimpses of what looked like it could be a bomb and said he had potential explosive material in a toolbox in the bed of the pickup. Investigators reached out to his family members and searched his North Carolina home, looking for clues of what he might be up to. Police sent a robot carrying a phone so they could negotiate with him, but they say he never used it and simply gave up. Tonight, after thoroughly going through the pickup, police and federal agents say he never did have a viable bomb. He now faces a raft of federal charges. Welcome back in. Twelve minutes after the hour, you're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. The Justice Department has charged capital bomb threat suspect Floyd Ray Roseberry with threatening to use a weapon of mass destruction and attempting to use an explosive device, a judge said on Friday. The charges were unsealed during Roseberry's first court appearance in D.C. 
Roseberry, who identified himself as 51, is currently in jail, and prosecutors say that they will seek to keep him behind bars while his case progresses in court. Roseberry was taken into custody after allegedly threatening to detonate a bomb near the U.S. Capitol on Thursday. The day before, a person related to Roseberry warned local law enforcement in North Carolina that he was planning to travel to Washington, D.C. or Virginia to conduct acts of violence, according to the court papers unsealed on Friday. Let's uh, start the conversation right there. Um, You know, at the time of the show, I talked about how the presidency of one Donald J. Trump has created a stench that it's going to take a very, very, very long time and a lot of tomato juice to get rid of because we all know that if you get hit with a skunk, you have to use tomato juice. Here's a situation where I think that people have went loco. Let me start with you, Johnny, since this man is from your your home state. How many more acts of this are we going to see, man? Because people can sit here and say, well, Jay, you guys are over-exaggerating the situation. We have always had nutballs. Look at what happened in Oklahoma City. That was during the Clinton administration. You're going to have these one-offs. But is it me, or are we seeing this more and more often? Because President Donald Trump, the former president, I might add, provided a cover for these people to operate. I would never forget the day when I turned on the television and saw all these young white kids marching down some hill with tiki torches saying Jews will not replace us. I, I just don't remember seeing anything like that. And the fact that people were in Charlottesville and one young lady lost her life because these racist bastards decided that they were going to, you know, uh, congregate and get their message out. Then they had the president saying, hey, you know, there are good people on both sides. You know, proud boys stand back and stand ready. I mean, talk to me about this, man. Are we going to continue to see this nonsense for, you know, the near future? You know, the number one threat, according to the FBI and Director Ray, who is a who is a Trump appointee, yeah, Trump appointee. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't even call this clown's name half the time. Um, who who basically was appointed by the last regime, okay, that criminal regime. Uh, He says, and and of course the facts prove it, that the number one threat to America is domestic terrorism. Now, when he says that, he's not talking about those those hundreds of thousands of people that's trying to uh, come into America through the borders, okay? So what he's talking about is, is individuals who were born in America and who, who waves the flag and calls themselves patriots and oftentimes are, are Caucasian and, and, and white males and, and, and white females and white little babies. Uh, these are the individuals that he is saying are – your, your, your new extremists and the number one threat to America's safety. Now, I didn't say that, nor did Jay say that, nor did Jerome say that, nor did Les say that, nor did Ms. Vanessa say that. That's what the director of the FBI said, uh, Director Ray. He said that. So I think that we need to take calls and, 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 and be cautious of these roseberries of the world. Now, this this community, uh, I've had a, the, the opportunity to, to travel uh, throughout the state, so I'm familiar with, with this little area. And if they have a 1,000 people who live in that community, I would be surprised, to be honest. Uh, probably five 500,000 people is what stays, uh, you know, who lives in 
this this city um, that that neighbors a uh, some in Cleveland County. So it's a couple of areas, Shelby and some others, uh, out towards the western part of the state, but real small community. And what's interesting is is when I when I first heard about this here, I automatically go to the database and I look and I say, okay, you know what? Former criminal who done been arrested before. And, uh, of course, uh, assaulting on, on law enforcement is part of it, uh, larceny. So he's got some, some, some criminal history, uh, business owner, I mean, at, at one point, business owner. And then, of course, uh, registered for the first time in the vote in 2020. And, of course, um, at that time, the, 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 the reprobate laws. So now here comes the conspiracy theorists, Okay. Man, 49 years of age, first time he votes in 2020. So, again, you, what, you, what you have there is a passion, okay? Now I have something or someone who relates to my way of life who I have something finally to vote for. Been there, done that, okay? So what, what you have is you've got all of these individuals who are now being spearheaded by the voice of let's make America great again. Well, we all know the subtleness in the message behind that there. But what happens is this here. Extinction has the ability to make people desperate. And here recently, when, when you look at what the the, the the census are projecting, they're simply projecting that 2040 is going to be significant in the turn of America in this demographics as far as race. So when you think about the fact that I've been in power for some nearly 500 years in this country, and I'm not about to give that up. That's where that desperation starts to come in because you see the signs are on the wall. You look at 2018 where an overwhelming amount of, of, of females was voting in. So I've said this. I will, I will replace my power with the power that will remain in my household. So what you have now is you've got the, 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 the Caucasian female who now is seeking prominence in the power because, again, it stays within the household, okay? So these, these, these individuals here, like the Roseberries, are out there. They exist now. They listen to this show, okay? They listen to this show, and they will do nothing. They will do nothing short of cause any type of disruption and despair to the lives of any American citizen or America itself in order to, pre to preserve its power and its authority and its rule. But that day is over, okay? That day is over. We just have to believe and we just got to keep moving forth towards God's path because it's written. And that's the, that's, that's, that's the truth of, of what we're dealing with. But the desperation that, okay, that I'm going to be extinct as far as my rule and my power, this is what they're fighting, okay? So when he sits back and he says, okay, let's make America great again, he's going back to, to, to the Roosevelt days and all of that stuff, man, where people, the McCarthy's was in the, in the Senate in the 50s, and they, they, they championed talking about basically let's, let's keep the thumb and let's keep the foot on everybody else so that we can stay in power. Reagan did it in a different mannerism. And now this guy has just done it in a, in a more bombastic way, where he's just simply coming out and just being idiotic and saying whatever he wants to say. So, yeah, this is yeah. a real threat, and know that it is a real threat. Know that it is a real threat. Absolutely. Well said. Vanessa, let me give you the last minute or so. Um, you travel with 
you and Bobby are always traveling. And are you not concerned about running into these type of people? Because let's be honest, I'm not trying to stereotype anyone. Well, I guess I am. But we know that people that kind of follow Trump, they kind of do the same activities that you and Bobby, you guys engage in. You're not concerned about running into one of these people out there on the trail somewhere and for them to react in a very negative way? Sure. We have, um, yeah, we've had to change uh, the places that we actually go and camp at that Bobby and I usually would just go camp by ourselves. So we've had to change from going to some places, uh, Jay, and then there are some places that we were going to alone that we wait and we go with uh, a group that goes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, us going out when the travel trailer has changed quite a bit. And even when we are out on the, on the ship or we're in Vegas or we're in Cali, wherever we are, we might be in the timeshare. You know, people still don't want to see black people with anything. They don't think you should have it. They want to know how you got it. They want to know how are two black people retired at an early age. They will ask you, are you retired? Where did you retire from? And did you get a pension? I mean, I'm trying to tell you that it is, they, they don't want to see us with it. They don't understand it. And, yes, we have had to change our lifestyle since Donald Trump as to where we go, what we do, do with it. Yes. Wow. Be careful. Be careful out there while you're doing what you do. I'm always concerned about you running around, especially dealing with those types of individuals. So, okay, gotcha. Be careful, sweetie. Love you. All right, 347 We're going to step out. Quick break. Jackie is in the house. We'll hear from her on the other side as well. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rowell Show. We'll be right back after this. Online radio at its best.
347850127 it is 27 minutes after the hour you listen to the serious side of the J-Row show which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS radio network online radio it is best it is time to say good morning to the panel once again good morning Vanessa how are you doing on this beautiful Sunday morning Good morning, guys. Good morning. And I just want to say, I just love all of y'all. I just want you to know that. <laughs> and we love you too, Vanessa. Big heartbeat yes, going out to you right about now. Boom, 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 boom. All right, we're saying good morning <laughs> for the first time to Miss Jackie. Good morning, Jackie. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How's everyone doing? Good morning, Jackie. To hear your voice, and of course, the man from the Carolinas, the one and only Mister Johnny D, in the place to be. Good morning, John. How are you, sir? Good morning. Good morning. I'm blessed, Miss Jackie. Good morning, ma'am. And to the smartest man in the world, Mister Jerome Bushbree is in the house. Jerome, good morning, man. How are you doing? Hey, good morning, man. I'm good. How you doing? Doing outstanding. And the man that gets the first and last word, the one and only Mister L to the E to the S. Is in the house, man. Good morning, sir. Well, good morning. Good morning to you, and uh, good morning, uh, Vanessa. Uh, good morning, Rich Sister. Uh, good morning, Kathleen. Uh, good morning, Momo B. And uh, good morning, Mary and the Music. And that first song was Olivia by the Whispers, and the last song you just heard was Back Bounce Back by James P.J. Spriggins. And good morning to my brother Jerome, and good morning to my brother Hawk. Mr. Elias, can we say hello to the people in the chat room, if you don't mind, sir? Of course. We got my brother, Covina Man, in there, and the uh, very own Yard Jockey with us. Yard Jockey's in the place. To be. Good morning, fellas. Let me say good morning to the pastor. What's happening? Mariana Music is in the place to be. This is Vinny in the chest. What's up, Vinny? Glad you're in the house. <laughs> Bailey, Mr. Oscar Old School Music. That, that <laughs> Good morning to you, and good morning to... Oh, man, so many people. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. What's up to Rob Smooth wearing those alligator patent shoes? Also, what's up to Tori? We love you guys. Appreciate you being in the house. All right, Jackie, you, you mentioned you wanted to talk. You, you Quick comment on one of the topics you wanted to, uh, you had an opinion on before we keep going. Give you the floor for a second. Uh, the, last, the last topic, which you were talking about, because I like what you're saying about, because uh, you're talking about, well, they always had these nutballs, but big difference when you got the, the head nutball running the country. 
Okay. And he's emboldening, emboldening all the other nutballs into action. And with that, I'm done. Ha! There you go. Drop the mic moment for Miss Jackie. And on that note, let's keep it moving. African-Americans are about 13% of the population in Texas. So statistically, if there is a COVID spread, which apparently there is in Texas, apparently, according to the lieutenant governor, it has nothing to do with failure to mask up or anti-mask policies, but it has something to do with black folks who are a substantial minority of the population, well behind white folks and well behind Latinos in the state. So you see how statistics lie here. Second of all, it's easy to spout such statistics without pointing out a very real and very painful history of the United States, uh, the American medical system, intentionally using black bodies as essentially guinea pigs and lab rats. Of course, we've heard the term Tuskegee, but we're talking about forced sterilization and eugenics and, uh, and, and, and brain experiments throughout the American South. We're talking about black maternal health in which African-American women's pain complaints are still not taken seriously. And you see black maternal mortality at a substantially higher rate than their white counterparts. So when we're talking about African-American vaccine hesitancy, and yes, we are substantially behind white counterparts in terms of vaccine adoption, that is because it doesn't turn off overnight. A very real and very recent history of American medical malfeasance, intentional and sometimes just uh, uh, neglectful malfeasance towards black bodies, it doesn't turn off just because we're trying to save ourselves from a global pandemic. So if Dan Patrick had any sense, he would be using his platform as an elected leader in the state of Texas to invest in communications and resources and talking to and defeating disinformation in African-American communities instead of blaming the minor's canary. Of course, that's a literary reference, which he probably wouldn't understand. But ultimately, this is the same guy who told us we should sacrifice our grandmothers and grandfathers because being old and dying in a pandemic ain't the worst thing. He said that just a year ago. So Dan Patrick is a moron, and in the words of my dad, he could probably get somewhere and sit his ass down. <laughs> Don't worry, sit your ass down. Welcome back in. Uh, listen, uh, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick this past week blamed is blaming black people for the COVID surge in uh, Texas. He's not blaming the fact that the governor is trying to stop schools from keeping students safe. He's not blaming the fact that he and other morons on the other side of the fence are continuing to spread the big lie about vaccination and the fact that we're taking away a person's rights for wearing masks. No! He's saying that black folks are the reason why the surges in Texas, the COVID surges in Texas, is the reason why, because black folks vote 95% Democrat. So if the Democrats want to point a finger at someone, they should look within their own party. Let's uh, start the conversation right there. Let me let me, get, let me start with you on this one, uh, Jerome. Um, this type of nonsense that gets spewed is the reason why we're in the predicament that we're in today, right? This guy is a – and when he talked about – I remember hearing him make those comments about sacrificing old people. They lived their lives. What the hell? I mean, these are the people that are running states. These are the people who has access – or should, should I say who have access to bully pulpits all across this country and in some cases the world. The world is laughing at us right now because for the first time, in my opinion at least, 
This exposed how ridiculous and stupid this country is when it comes to some of its leadership and some of this stuff that's been festering within the American underbelly for years. It is just totally ridiculous to listen to some of these Republican leaders talk. And so it takes voices like ours, sir, to try to correct the record, to try to reach as many people as we can, Jerome, because we have people out here like this clown making these ridiculous comments, and he's not even taking into consideration, like the young man said in the hit, how the government has used us as guinea pigs before. So, yeah, I'm not – I can't get upset at African-Americans for saying, well, wait a minute. Who's to say that they're, they're not trying to stick something in us? They're not trying to put microchips in us and try. I mean, come on! It's not like we're blaming. It's not like the government hasn't done stuff like this before. What say you? Yeah, I I think it's um you know I've always thought this, but it's wrong to blame black folks for not trusting the government. It's like um you, you know it's that Chris Rock joke, right? It's like having that. That uh, relative paid for your college but molested you all through high school. Like it's like you cannot, and I know that's a crass way to say this, but it's a Chris Rock joke. But you you cannot. The United States have not, and government wise, have not done right by minorities because the people who are in control, um, you know, that we elect in office are the people who are pushing these narratives that spur oppression. Right. So we have a history of it. Instead of correcting that, we have people crying about critical race theory, like telling the truth. Um, you cannot highlight nobody else else's race but white folks, right? Like critical race theory doesn't count when it's them <laughs> that's being that's being projected us on top of everything. So you know, when you speak to the black community or black people generally, you have to talk to them differently, and nobody likes to admit that or that there's a different culture that we're listening to or, or that we, we, are, we abide by and we can hear. Nobody likes to talk about that, but that is the truth. Black people need to, even though we watch media and white folks stuff all the time, there is a way that we have to speak to black folks, and you have to address those wrongs before we'll ever listen to you. Now, I have to say this because I know I, I get this a lot in, in and I was going to say in real life, off the radio, I get this a lot. People ask me, like, when I'm speaking and, you know, to my folks, they say, why do people listen to you? And somebody else just came in and told them that they won't listen to it. And I said, and I said it's because when they have concerns and questions, y'all act like they're stupid. Y'all act like those questions aren't legitimate. So when you ask me how Tuskegee worked, I can tell you how Tuskegee worked. And I can tell you the difference between now and Tuskegee, right? But I'm not telling you to take, you know, that for granted. Every time somebody comes with a shot that tells you to take it, don't take it. But, you know, so you have, we have to not use blanket statements and act like everybody's stupid for not listening. We need to take each occurrence and each incident by itself to determine what is good for us and what isn't because everything across the board is not good for black folks. So if you're talking to white folks to explain that to them, you are talking too much. Because, with the, you know, my, my thought is I don't, think they can, I don't think they get it. I don't think they can get it. I think it has a lot more to do with that. Not, it's not a privilege thing, but it's from looking. They're programmed just like we are. 
they don't understand why you don't want to live like they're living, why you can't take the same thing that they're taking, why you don't think like them. That is what colonizers do. That's what oppressors do, people who oppress, right? So they're not going to be able to understand that, and it's not your job to make them understand. You're wasting your breath. You know, and that's what it is to people listening to this show, right? They take an effort to listen to this show. So they may be a little bit more open-minded, but I wouldn't say, you know, across the board that I would sit outside with a megaphone and tell people the truth all day. That's not that's not smart, Vanessa, hmm. you were saying. Vanessa, did Vanessa say something? Oh, um, yeah, you said probably a month ago, and I forgot to tell you my daughter took your advice. So my daughter is in that age group of 36 that does not want to take this vaccine and scared of evidence of Tuskegee and all of that. So my husband and I told her, why don't you go out to a rich white area where we probably won't poison their own people and take the shot? And do you know we were on the cruise ship and that girl messaged us and said, uh, I took y'all advice and went out to the rich area. I think by the way, West Timer, I think she went out in the Galleria area and went to the Galleria. <laughs> so my yeah. daughter took your advice and went to a risky area to take her first shot. So that was I'm gonna right. tell you that. Yes, but that that's smart, right? Because the any anxiety that you have, you know, history tells us that they target black folks. We know that you know you can go into a corner grocery store and buy a small twenty five cent bag of potato chips and find more burnt potato chips in that bag. Then you can, and at Kroger's with a big bag of potato chips, you'll find more burnt potato chips in the small 25 cent bag than you will a big bag of potato chips. That should tell you something. They know what lot numbers are going where, right? So if you're going to do something, then check. You can lower your risk of being targeted. So that's the trick. We know that that happened. We know that there was radiation in Similac. They did that on purpose, but they knew what communities they were sending those lot numbers were similar in. They were just testing to see how radiation affects the body and who would go to the hospital and who would report it, but they did not send those to white neighborhoods. So, you know, we got to get smarter. It's not a sense, and it makes, like I said, to her, that made perfect sense to her because we know better. So we didn't really have to yell at her about not taking the vaccine. You had to give her a path to something. It had to make sense. And I, I'm proud of her for not doing it as well, right? Until it made sense to her, she did it, which means she is not being stupid. You can't yell at her for that. you got to understand that we cannot blanket statement talking about this is what they said on TV. Forget what they're saying on TV. They feed the same narrative. You know, after the show, I'm going to do the news. And the fact is I'm looking at the same news feeds that everybody else looks at. But as an editor – they tell you what stories that they want you to care about or they, what they want you to hear, right? And I don't mean they in a whole white supremacist kind of way. I'm saying whatever is an interest to them as an editor, they talk about. So what's an interest to us, I talk about. There's a lot of news out there. So we, we have to look at how we look at this thing opposed to blaming black folks to um, be sheep. Black people should never do that again, ever. 
Yeah, that's a good point. And speaking of which, big shout-out to On a Need to Know Basis, which comes on immediately after this show. Do yourself a favor, call in and uh, listen to it. Now, if you're listening, like most people do, uh, through podcasts or listening to this uh, at a later date and not listening to it live, just stay right here. It's coming up in about uh, about 20 minutes or so. Good stuff. Um, and I tell you, you need to tune in to check it out. All right, Mr. Elias, you get the first and last word. Let me give it to you, sir. Uh, in regards to this, um, you know, once again, here we are with Dan Patrick. Not Dan Patrick from ESPN, mind you, but this ridiculous govern, lieutenant governor that we have here in the state of Texas. You know, Texas, man, has really been making front page headlines for the past two months. And we're going to talk about next week, As we're going to talk about what they're doing as far as trying to get the Democrats to come back. And most of the Democrats have re- returned to the state. And we'll talk about that whole vote. We'll give you an update on what's happening with the Voting Rights Act here in Texas next week. Uh, but, Ms. Taylor, let me uh, get your comments on this uh, particular uh, topic. Well, you know, for him to want to quote numbers, you know, he should quote the numbers that most most of the uh, states that have the outbreak of the, of the coronavirus are led by Republican governors. So mm-hmm. if you want to quote numbers, quote those numbers too, clown. You know, this this guy is somebody who you do not want to listen to. You know, because <laughs> when he first made the statement that people that that people are willing to give their lives for the virus, let 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 hey, you know be be <laughs> be the be the, uh, the 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 first person in the revolution to take give your life up. Don't tell somebody <laughs> else how to get their life. You should be the first person to give your life up. So you know, bottom line is this guy's this guy's always been a clown to me. I've never listened to anything he had to say after he said what he said. I tuned him out. I thought he was an idiot. He was a complete idiot. Well, tell us how you really feel, Mr. Elias. Oh, my God, boy, you are a piece of work, man. That's the truth. No, I'm just telling you the truth, brother. You don't like hearing it, but it's the truth. No, 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 I don't say that. That's not true. Don't, Don't be putting that mess out there. I do like hearing it. No. Just... No, no, yeah, look, the ahead. bottom line is this guy said that old people should, you know, should be willing to give up their lives. You're not that Yes, dumb. exactly. Take your ass out there. Take your ass out there and give it up. I bet you won't. Like I said, Adam should have his ass at work every day. He should, I don't feel sorry for Shad. He should have his ass in the governor's office every day. He shouldn't miss a day because your lieutenant governor said that, hey, you know, he's willing to give up his life. Let him give up his life. Well, and that was the words of professor and philosopher, Mr. L to the E to the S. All right, we're going to step out. Time for the NPR News update. Pastor Steve's uh, state your case coming up, plus final thoughts. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, 347850. We'll be right back after this. This message comes from NPR sponsor Kroger, who puts a lot of care into ensuring their produce is fresher than fresh, like grating and testing lettuce on 24 different levels. Shop fresh at your local Kroger today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The Kentucky Supreme Court has dealt a major blow to Democratic Governor Andy Bashir's ability to order pandemic-related mandates. Josh James with member station WUKY reports a decision comes amid the surge of coronavirus cases because of the more contagious Delta variant. 
The ruling from Kentucky's high court clears the way for GOP-backed state laws to take effect, bringing in the governor's power to act alone in taking steps to combat the virus. Governor Andy Bashir had challenged the laws, including one mandating he consult with the legislature when enacting emergency orders beyond 30 days. But the court ruled the Democrat did not raise sufficient objections that would necessitate halting the legislation. For now, a statewide universal masking rule in schools will go forward because it was also approved by the Kentucky Board of Education. But a spokesperson for the governor's office said the new decision will dissolve the state's entire state of emergency for the pandemic. For NPR News, I'm Josh James in Lexington. The Reverend Jesse Jackson and his wife Jacqueline have been hospitalized after testing positive for COVID-19. They're being treated at a hospital in Chicago. Jackson is vaccinated. He publicly received his first dose back in January to encourage others. Officials in Portland, Oregon are preparing for potential clashes between opposing groups. The city's police chief is calling on all available police personnel to report today. Far-right groups are planning a rally downtown on the first anniversary of a similar event that descended into violence for hours. I'm Giles Snyder, and this is NPR News. for Pastor Steve State Your Case where we uh, read comments from the world famous chat room and from social media sites that we monitor throughout the course of the show. Let me swing to you, my distinguished uh, compadre, Mr. Elias. May you have anything you want to read from the uh, chat room? Of course I do. Uh, you got Covina man yard jacket and Covina says those Afghans are cowards. They all just dropped their weapons and ran to the airport looking to escape. And uh, he says, also says, what an idiot Americans are in Afghanistan other other than the military. If they are that, if they are that stupid, leave their asses there. Wow. And then uh, Yard Jackie says, uh, they are dry runs. The only way to eliminate this mess, in, our, in my opinion, is to make an example out of these idiots and treat them with, treat them with kid gloves. Had that been a black man claiming that he had a bomb and drove to Washington, running to det- detonate it, it would have been blown to pieces. Wow. I tell you what, what a, uh, what type of mode, I tell you what, our guys are feeling feisty in the chat room this morning. Wow. Mm-hmm. Tell us how you My really brother. feel, Kobito, man. Yeah, there you go. There's, there he is, Mr. Elias, your supreme leader, that thug. All right, anyway, <laughs> Pastor Steve, peace and blessings, family. He's a thug, you know he is. Peace and blessings, family. Great show as always. As usual, Jerome always leaves us wanting more. Or to ball the... To ball Arsenio Hall's catchphrase from back in the 90s, things that make you go, hmm. Love this comments during the Governor Abbott topic. Stay blessed. All right, there you go, Pastor. Uh, Mr. Oscar, old school music, Cincinnati, Ohio. Jay and crew, thank y'all for playing the old school jams. Appreciate it. Still wanted to meet Marianne Music. Loved, loved that you incorporated the feel-good jams on your show. What are you talking about, Oscar? Okay, uh, <laughs> Bailey from, I don't know what he's talking about. Bailey from Hollywood, Florida. What's up, y'all? The show is so cool. Barbershop talk without the clippers, hair, and the smell of cheap hair tonic. Peace. All right, bro. Uh, <laughs> Mariana Music. <laughs> Mariana Music. 
There y'all go, making my mama smile again. I'm still there. She weren't here last week. So last week we played old school grooves, and Mariana Music said that her mother called her. You're okay. So I heard don't forget. I heard okay, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, so don't forget to tell everybody, to tell everyone that it's my music corner. Don't forget to tell everyone uh, that it's most definitely. It is Mariana's music corner. It is hers. Most definitely. And I, and I want to say this to Oscar. Mary and the Music got enough fans up on here. She don't need no more. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> you better start on Oscar now. I you better start on Oscar. I'm just saying. Oscar the grass. You better stay in your lane, dog. You better stay in your lane. Good night. is listening, but I'm just saying. <laughs> We're not hating. Uh-oh. Bam. <laughs> Tell us how you really hey, feel. You're really wrong. That was Roman Rome that showed up right there for a temporary moment. Roman Rome. All right, so she says, I didn't do nothing. Don't blame it on me. Don't forget to tell, okay, everyone did this one. Okay, I got it. I guess you want me to announce Marietta Music. Okay, fine, got it. All right, honored that it was named after me. Gotcha. Hey, Pastor. Hey, Kavina. Hey, Yard Jockey. Oh, no, I'm sorry. She said, hey, Pastor. Hey, Kavina. We are the Treacherous Three. All right. Good morning, John. Good morning, Miss Vanessa. My music man, Mr. Les, and my and a special good morning to my king. Oh wait, I'm forgetting someone. Oh yeah, hey Jay. You know what, Mariana Music? Let me tell you something. <laughs> you and your sarcasm <laughs> is not going well with me at all. Okay. <laughs> now don't make me pull that weave out your head. Okay. Don't you start no nonsense with me this morning. Okay. Don't be talking about nobody's weave. Always. Always. Well, she needs to stop talking about me to my. Am I forgetting somebody? Okay. You know, I didn't even read this. I'm. I'm you know what? I'm going to start doing Mariana Music. I'm going to read your stuff first and determine whether or not I should read it on the air. How about that? Since you want to get on. Smart things. <laughs> All right, folks, it is time for us to say our goodbyes. <laughs> Online radio oh, boy, what a way to end the show. All right, it is time for our final thoughts. Uh, ladies, the first around is. Oh, God dang. All right, Vanessa, final thoughts is on you, girlfriend. Oh, this is right on time. I'm getting in the car. Uh, <laughs> I don't try to offend anybody with things that I say. I just keep where my heart is. And no, I'm not a Republican, but I still have worked since I was 15 years old and put stuff and money into the system. And I also was one of the social workers who watched people abuse the system. So if you want to be mad at me, guess what? I don't care. But uh, I'm just speaking how I feel. And I also believe in karma. So I don't like to wish ill will or think ill will. And, and, and this governor and the, a lieutenant governor, they're not in any space in my head because uh, I'm going to keep it moving. But uh, everybody do need to be out to vote code, especially those who are in Texas or have family in Texas. We need to be out in the voting polls trying to get these people to help the office because they don't need us well. Uh, and for those of you that are afraid to get vaccinated, okay, I get it. I understand it. It's all good. So, y'all have a good week. Y'all be blessed. Peace and blessings to my radio family. Y'all have a good week. All right. Peace and blessings right back at you, big sis. Mwah. Sugars for you. And uh, they are from, they're coming from COVID-free lips. Mwah. All right, Jackie. Final thought. They COVID lips. I heard that, Mr. Elias. Go ahead, Jackie. Final thought. 
<laughs> Big COVID lips. All right, Jackie, you don't want to talk to us? Fine, we're moving on. All right, Johnny D, final thoughts. Uh, Jay, was that was that Miss Jackie? I, I heard a, a utterance of a voice. I, 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 I don't know what she's doing. Either she's in a bad area, or we need to call nine one one because she's being mugged. But we'll figure it out. Go ahead and give us your okay. final thoughts, and hopefully right. she'll come back. I, I tell you what. Uh, once again, I uh, have enjoyed this opportunity to 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 fellowship with with the serious side family. Uh, always enjoy the enlightened conversations and being educated. Um, you know, I, I didn't get an opportunity to speak on the the Dan Patrick, the lieutenant governor, with those Go ahead. comments. We have a few but those are just Go ahead. We have a few yeah. Well, you know, those, those, those are simply sentiments that resonate back to you know the 1915 when when D.W. Griffith came out with Birth of a Nation, and what it's intended to do is, and and, and that's that's always that segment. You know, you you look at Willie Horton. Uh, you know, when, when uh, Governor Dukakis was running for president, it's always that sentiment that watch out and fear for the black man, okay, or black people. So it's, it's the same old playbook and the same old script, you know. Whenever you want somebody to fear, whenever you want somebody to blame, it's always the, the black man in America and throughout the world. So that playbook has been played thousands of times. Uh, what, what I would like to say is my heart goes out to those to those families that's going to be in the pathway of uh, yeah. Hurricane Henri as it travels up the path of the Northeast. Uh, be guarded on it. Uh, again, those those Northeastern uh, states are not built for these these hurricane seasons as it would be here in North Carolina. We we. we a little bit more equipped than, than a tall building and things like that. But then also, lastly, uh, the brethren and the sisters in Haiti that have suffered the assassination uh, of their president, uh, Malvey, and now, of course, the earthquake, uh, the piracy of, of the gangs that's over there controlling, even to the point where, you know, who goes to the hospital so the corruption that's existed in these these third world countries for years, and the, the you know I would say the lack of involvement, uh, the direct involvement from the United States, uh, I, I would like right. to see President uh, uh, Biden get more hands on with that. But again, I know there's a lot of things going on, but uh, still you've got a a, a a brethren and a sister country who has a lot of Haitian. Uh, uh, people who stay here in America, and I just think we yep. need to offer them that 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 hand in relief. So that is a topic, Jay, that, uh, You know, I, I like for us to give a little bit more focus and attention to in the upcoming weeks okay. because it, it it is devastating over there in that country. Right. You know, 4.4 million people uh, need some aid, and it's all being yep. dictated and guided by pretty much that same sentiment that just killed the president. Yeah. You know, you've got these factions right. and these gangs and stuff, and they're controlling the communities and the streets. So to all our, our Haitian brothers and sisters, uh, you know, um, certainly if there's anything that, 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 that I can do, the international aspect, I, I can do local stuff, but when it comes to the, right. the international stuff, I'm a little short uh, in regards okay. to resources and, 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 and knowledge. So again, appreciate right. it. Uh, love everybody. Do take care and be blessed. All right, my man. All right, uh, my man, uh, Jerome Dupree, man, final thoughts. You know what? I got nothing. Just want to give everybody a shout-out. <laughs> Kathleen, heard her in a, in a few. 
Mariana, of course, I give you a shout out. I'm glad to hear Vanessa's voice and all my brothers on the show. I just want to say peace to everybody and have a good week. All right, man. We'll talk to you in a few minutes. All right, Mr. Elias, man, first and last word, final thoughts, brother. Well, I'm going I'm to divert, divert my time to Vanessa because Vanessa wants to get back in. So, Vanessa. Uh, let her back uh, in. Uh, I'll be out of my Vanessa's gone. All right, so you she can divert it to me. She just said to get back in. Really don't know what's happening. All right, listen here, real quick, final thoughts for me. Uh, I want to say thank you so much for our listening audience. Thank you guys for what you do. Thank you for what you bring to the table. Thank you for your comments. Uh, once again, there are so many different ways to find the show. You can listen to the show. Just Google the serious side. That's S E. R-I-O-U-S-I-D-E and you can find many places you can listen to the show. You can go to iHeartRadio and listen to the show. People are always asking, how can we hear the show in our cars? There you go. Check it out. In tune. You can go to all these different places and get the show. We appreciate you once again and uh, you know, we don't take it for granted that you guys are going to be here and listen to us and we appreciate you and we love you and we can't wait to see you next week. And on that note, Mr. L.E.S., if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the J. Rao Show. Folks, have a great work week. God bless you all. And remember to mask up. So for Vanessa, for Johnny, for Jackie, for Jerome, and for Mr. Elias, I'm J. Rao saying have a wonderful work week. And remember, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side of the J. Rao Show. Coming up next on a need-to-know basis with Mr. Jerome Spree. Keep it locked. Don't go nowhere. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 The First Lady dabbles on election night in a... Tell me what you want. All right, folks, you know what time it is. It is time for On a Need-to-Know Basis with the one and only Mr. Jerome Esprit. Jerome, what's going on, man? What do you got going on this morning, sir? Okay, first of all, I just want to say, are you are you staying with us today, Jay? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to hang Elliot. a little bit today. I'm, I'm going to hang a little bit today. Yeah, I'm going to hang a little bit today. Now, now he's backing out. So, Elias, you know, he said he was going to hang with us for, <laughs> for a minute. So, I am. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. I'm here, Jerome. I'm here, bro. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Well, since you're going to hang for a little bit, you know what I'm going to do before I start the news today? I'm going yeah. to play a little game called Tap Out, right? Uh-oh. This is you against L.E.S. <laughs> nope. Follow me on this one. You against Uh-oh. L.E.S. We're going to pick a movie. I'm going to pick a movie, right? And yes. I'm going to pick a character. And yes. y'all have to give me a line from that character in that movie. Mm-mm. Now, Uh-oh. if you can't think of a line and you want an assist, I will assist you with uh, a recurring character. For example, we're going to use Friday today, but we ain't going to use Smokey because we all know Smokey lines on Friday, okay. right? So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you need an assist, like, okay, oh. so if you need an assist, I, I, the character, if I said it with Smokey, right, the character, I would say, uh, let me take of something that, that Smokey would say. Oh, I, I'm big, big, big worm, big perm, right? I would say, Smokey, yes. where's my money? Right? 
and the, and yeah. the response would be, um, uh, what, what, did he, what did Smokey say when he asked for his money? He said, big worm. Big okay. worm. There you go. You know I ain't going to mess with your money. He was, he was at the car, right? So there you <laughs> yes, go. He was so I will give you a, a, ice cream a, truck. Ice cream truck. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so we'll, we'll do that. So now this is you and Elias. I want, there you go first. Instead okay. of using Smokey, we're going to use Craig. Uh-oh. Right? Oh. Okay. <laughs> yes. Would you like to, you like an assist, or would you like to just give me a quote from Craig on Friday? Give me a quote from Craig. I don't want no assistance. Give me a quote from Craig on Friday. No, no, no. That means you're going to have to give me a you quote gotta from Craig on Friday. Oh, okay. No problem. No, okay. No, no. I don't need an assist. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. A quote from Craig on Friday. Yeah, man, they said it. Man, they said they got me on camera taking boxes, but I don't know what they talking about. <laughs> 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 I don't know why they talking about that one. Okay. <laughs> All right, Elias, you're up. Would you like an right. assist, or do you want to just oh, no, a got quote it. from Craig? I got this one, my brother. I, I got. You want to assist? This is the most famous. Okay. I know. I got this. One. I, I, I know. Uh-huh. Hey, this is the most famous line on there. Uh, what am I missing? Did we yeah, just lose Elias? Hey, I, I don't know what he's doing, him. man. No, he's here. He's here. You. Okay. Hey, hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, no, no. Do it again. The most famous line on there is, okay, bye, Felicia. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys would have asked for a sis, I would have been near along and said, Craig, you high? And what did you say? So that's what an assist is. I will, I will give you another character's lie in there. So, all right, round one, you guys did okay. Nobody tapped out. So here's the, here's the second person on Friday. Okay. This will be his father, Mr. Jones. Oh. Elias, sir. Oh. Mr. Jones. Okay. Hi, would you like an assist? Or would you like to Mm-mm. give me a line from Mr. Jones? No. Mm-mm, I got it. Uh-huh. All right, you go ready? ahead. Boy, yep. boy, get him here. I didn't smell your, I didn't smell your ass for 22 years, and you can't smell my for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I, I actually know where Jay's going to go with this one. I think I know. Jay, you would you like you know to smell? No. Yeah, or, or, or you just want to give me a show? No, no, man. No, he said, you grab, you grab, he said, good, he said, goodbye, oh. Mr. Postman. <laughs> <laughs> right by leg. Goodbye, Mr. Postman. <laughs> <laughs> he was watching Cujo laying on the bed. <laughs> ah. so, so, so this is how, this is how we're going to start this segment. If you, if I catch you all here, Jay, you go, one of y'all go tap out. I let, I let it be easy because it's Friday. I start to do Ezel, but I ain't want to go that far. Oh, oh, please. Oh, oh, you know, I that one too. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> oh, you can't fool. Hey, look at me. Yeah, look at bro. you wasting your time, oh, man. Okay, hey, I'm not three. tapping out. We'll I'm do first. Round three. Okay, Jay, would you like an assist or you just have a line from Isaiah? 
No, 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 I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Oh, yeah. oh my Lord, I fell. I broke my neck and my back. <laughs> I want $150,000. <laughs>
people ordering online and nobody's going to go to the mall anymore and blah, blah, blah. Why do you think Amazon would be building stores? Right? They're going to well, build well, into the mall. Said it's cheaper. It's cheaper for them to, to, to bring it into their stores. <laughs> and I was like, because right now, all these people have that have vacated their stores in prime locations. And Amazon is buying these prime locations for $10 cents yeah. on the dollar right now. So yeah. they're doing their thing, man. Right. So, so here is how this is going down, is that we forget that we're a capitalist society, and people are closing down because they're not making, like, $100 million. They're only making $25 million, and they will close the store for that. That doesn't mean there's not... Mm-hmm. You know, $25 million to be made. It just means that that company decided to cut back because they didn't make their margin. For example, um, remember when Hostess filed for bankruptcy? You know, the yeah, tweet. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know why they filed for bankruptcy? Because they found out the Hostess name was worth more than making doggone baked goods. So the investors of Hostess wanted to break the union, wow. and they wanted to get out of their contract. Mm. So they filed for bankruptcy mm. and sold the name, and then somebody else opened it up. Mm. It wasn't that they weren't making money. They were making something like $300 million a year, and they were like, yeah. nope, we don't want to pay. <laughs> don't want to pay. So they closed down their plant just because the investors Great. wanted a bigger return on their money. But see, I got a philosophy. I got a philosophy on on what's happening with Amazon too. See, Amazon—it's almost. I, I look at it as the the PDF effect, right? You know, the thing is, is that when PDFs first came out, you know, they gave that technology away for free. What they did was they established a fan base for it, and so now you got to have it. I think what Amazon did was let's get people involved. Let's get people to know that Amazon is Amazon. We got our dedicated customer base. Now we're going to open stores and make it convenient for them. I really truly believe that that's what that's all about. And so now they got their Amazon folks that are running around that are going, you know, because I know people, are you not an Amazon Prime member? No, I'm not an Amazon Prime member. Why not? Right. Uh, because I get it free. Really? Uh, I get it free from eBay. Said, I'm not doing that. Right. I mean, because <laughs> you have to pay a subscription every month, to, to, I mean, every year, right, yeah. to, to be an Amazon Prime member. I'm not doing that, man. It's like $100 a year or something? Whatever it is, they I don't even have it was two dollars like a year. Yeah, that's it. that's <laughs> like insurance money, right? Like, you exactly. don't really know if you can eat it. <laughs> Plus, you're still spending money, so they're right. like, uh, pay us a hundred dollars a year. So if you can get, I don't know, thirty million people to give you a hundred dollars a year, then Thank that's you. just that's just revenue on top of revenue. That's a trip to space. So no, I'm not. I'm not doing nothing. I'm not paying you a hundred dollars so you can send me stuff for free. Where I can go to eBay and find that same stuff for free. I'm eBay. Hey. I'm on eBay. I ain't buying nothing from Amazon. Hey, I like how you. <laughs> he said what? Uh oh, is he gone? I don't know. And he's gone. <laughs> It's so nice built out on this now. We gotta figure out a way to get it back in. Meanwhile, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. I'll um, call him. I like. I call him. All right, call him up. up. All right, call him up. Call him up. Can you can you call him from the board? No, you can't call him from the board. Go ahead and call him up, and we'll get him back in. And I'll hold it down while you do that. All right. Uh, but look, like I said before, when it comes to Amazon and all this stuff, folks, it's a trick. You know, because now you got an elite status. I'm an Amazon Prime member. Like I don't give a damn. So. 
Why do you buy stuff from eBay? Because guess what? I get it shipped to me for free, and I have access to the same information that you do on Amazon Prime. Make sure you read this stuff, because even if you go on Walmart.com and order stuff, you can order a lot of stuff off Walmart.com, but Walmart.com is really the host. There are people selling that stuff, and they're selling it through Walmart.com. So when you buy stuff, a lot of stuff you buy on Walmart.com ain't coming from Walmart. Read the fine print. Same thing with Amazon. So go to hell. It's just a cheap way of making extra money. Serious. And people, oh, it's only a hundred bucks. Go ahead. That's that's what they want you to say. It's only a hundred dollars. There you go. Like Jerome said, yeah. if thirty million people give you a hundred dollars, that's three hundred million bucks. Do the math. It ain't hard. Yep. There you go. Yep. It's, but they're they're saying they're planning to open those first stores because they want to reach sales for clothing, <laughs> also items from electronics. To me, don't that sound like J.C. Penney? Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. Montgomery Ward, Circuit City, had them all in there. Montgomery <laughs> Ward. They're not reinventing the wheel. They made mm-hmm. all the other stores closed, and now they want to open up their own Macy's. Right. Mm-hmm. I see where they're going. So, so as everybody keeps talking noise, I, I said uh, recently, I like the touch, taste, and feel stuff that I buy. You know, mm-hmm. people are getting used to buying stuff and just sending it back. When you send it back, it gets cheaper. Like, they sell it cheaper on Amazon if you send something back. So now they're going to have these little outlet um, Amazon stores. Mm. <laughs> stuff that people send back. Oh, look, that's an idea, too. They got a game plan to you the same stuff. Yep. It's going to be an outlet mall, uh, Amazon. <laughs> wow. Now, T-Mobile... T-Mobile admits that hackers swipe data from nearly 50 million current and former mm. um, uh, current, former, and prospective customers. I don't know how you get somebody prospective customers information, but anyway, they said it's including their social security numbers. So they announced the and they said they had to close the entry point used to gain access to their system, but the extent of the exposure is unknown. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't have a T-Mobile account, but I think nope. they bought T-Mobile, didn't they? Who? There's some merge. Anyway, okay. Mm-hmm. Again, they slipped that on in the uh, press no, release they and be like, hopefully don't nobody read it. They bought Sprint. They bought Sprint. Yeah, Sprint. Yes, they Sprint. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, um, you might want to check your data. Mm-hmm. Again, you ain't hear no big, well, I don't know, I'm not, I don't know any T-Mobile customers, I don't think so. They should have got you an know alert me. on their phone saying that your data has. What'd you say? You know me. <laughs> you say you know me. I'm a part of it. They got switched <laughs> over because I've been with Sprint forever. Yeah. My bad. I didn't mean to call you out. My bad. <laughs> no, nah, bro. Did you get a Trust text me, alert? I don't like did you it. outed yourself? No, yeah. I'm saying, did you get a text alert saying your data been breached? Uh, I haven't gotten that yet, but now I'm checking my phone as we speak. <laughs> when oh, hey, when did this come out? <laughs> All right, don't want you to get an alert, but. <laughs> now, American Airlines, we need Vanessa on for this one. They extended the ban on main cabin alcohol sales through 2022 after the FAA revealed that it dished out $1 million in fines to unruly passengers this year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Airline one on million. Wow. Yep. A lot of people asking on the flights. Yeah. Yeah. They said they will not resume alcohol in main cabins. And I'm, wait a minute. So that means first class will get alcohol, don't they? Yeah. They said yep. they yep. was 
Okay. They said uh, it was um, suspended due to the coronavirus pandemic until January, and um, so they're gonna they're gonna make it for the whole year of next year. Yeah, I'm watching too many clips of people showing their butt on air on airlines, and um, it's getting a little disturbing. It wasn't that it didn't happen before, but it's getting worse. Did now, you see what Florida, it was? They're duct taping people to their feet now? Yeah, and that's what I was referring to. It popped in my head of a person being duct taped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that privilege apparently apparently people don't know when you're in the air. That's a federal charge, right? Mm-hmm. So you ain't local jail no more. Those are federal um, charges that they're bringing on you if you do something on an airline, even if it's at mm-hmm. the gate. Wow. Now, um, a Florida couple is arrested for showing a fake COVID-19 vaccination card in a Hawaii airport. <laughs> so mm. I don't know how they figured it out, but they were arrested on August 11th after they arrived in Honolulu with their two children. They um, got arrested. So people aren't playing. If you're not mm. going to get a vaccination, don't fly. Because if you lie, that's mm-hmm. the only time that they're going to give you. <laughs> Now, here's my question. Record high in the United States. Jerome, Jerome, here's my question. How the hell did they know it was fake? Mm -hmm. Um, How the hell did they know it was fake? I mean, I mean, I have a Kobe car. I mean, how did they know it was fake? Yeah, it was probably written in crayon. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fine. Never mind. (laughs) Moving on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just, you just can't write COVID-19 vaccinated on a piece of paper, on an index card. Yeah. Who knows? They didn't show. I wish I would have seen a picture of it, but, yeah, it probably was. Because um, if, you, if, you, if you got a fake card, you're seeing pieces, you're seeing it on the Internet, and you pro- somebody probably printed, printed it off, and it was on um, some um, resume paper. <laughs> they were like, this is not a card. <laughs> like, you can't just print these things off. So, yeah. Mm. I don't know because I, I, I think they just sign them, right? They don't stamp them or anything, do they? Nope. No, no they don't. I don't think they don't. stamp them. Like so, there's no no they just write on them. Feel or anything you write. Then they write on mine. So, mine yeah. was already. Nope. Uh, I think no, mine was done. It was printed out like that. There was no written anything. So oh mine yeah. Written oh, out. Just through a computer. Yeah. No. So again. Maybe the, the 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 color of Crayola that you choose threw them off. <laughs> oh, you know how you know how um, back in the days when you had to take the standardized test and you had to use a number two pencil. Mm-hmm. Theirs was a number. Two. <laughs> like, was. That pencil wasn't right. All right, now COVID cases hit a record high in the United States and deaths surged three hundred percent. Florida released a data dump which showed that there were more than 150,000 new infections in a week. Mm. 150,000 in a week. So the United States is reporting Ooh. record high of cases. As that was, this is as of Friday, and nearly half of all the new cases were in Florida. Mm. Speaking of the Florida couple that got arrested for fake COVID IDs, <laughs> that's what that nigga. Yeah, it was um, 319,456, and with those two, it's going to be 58. <laughs> so I just want to put that up. <laughs> we need to update our totals as we go along with the program. That's now, something Florida hasn't done in a while. 
<laughs> there you go. The University of Virginia disenrolled 238 students who failed to get their COVID-19 vaccine after the college introduced the mandate. So they're like, they're not playing. If your child wants to go to that school or any school that has the mandate, they will kick them out of school. And I bet you they tried to school them. Oh, yeah. You know that, that goes without saying. Yeah. You know, if I was a university administrator, I would get everybody who was on a wait list and just enroll them. And be like, nope, mm-hmm. we don't have no space. <laughs> like, you can't even get, we're not saving your space for you. Mm-mm. So, yeah, so they said that they, um, they have a requirement that 96.6% of the students are vaccinated. Mm. That's what they wow. want on their campus. Now, I know Jay said this earlier, uh, that if somebody conservative died of COVID, that they would change. Well, mm-hmm. conservative radio host Bill yep. Valentine died of COVID at the age of 61 after a month-long hospitalization. So he was a vaccine skeptic who believed that he had a very low risk of dying. And he regretted his stance after he was moved to the ICU. So Phil Valentine's mm. death followed. Um, and he's in Nashville, by the way. He's at Super Talk 99.7 WTN. Oh, wow. And he t- mm. you know, Saturday that he had been a skeptic, a skeptic of the um, coronavirus vaccines. And after he was moved to the critical care unit, um, Mark Valentine uh, said his brother regretted yep. and he wasn't a more vocal advocate for the vaccination. Oh, yeah. Okay. See, well, well, this is where I mean, I'm doing this for Vanessa. Here's where I'm going to take the no. high, high ground. I think I'm going to move on to the next story. Because, see, I don't have no choice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, how can you feel for people like this? I mean, I, I, I hate that he's gone, right. but, you know, the bottom line is, I mean, you could have prevented this. This is on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you can now after after that story, Oregon school um, officials um, coaches parents on how to get their children around escaping the mask mandate. So the superintendent is telling them to skirt the rules by applying for an exemption under federal disabilities laws. So in Oregon and Louisiana and all across the U.S., religious figures, doctors, public officials, and other community leaders are trying to help people circumvent the COVID-19 precautions. Now, here's my problem with all of this. There's legitimate reasons why people need to have exemptions for everything. But these fools are going to do that and kill somebody. Yep. Just because, right? They don't feel like getting it. Yep. Okay, so I want to, as Exhibit A, go to our previous story. Um, Radio host Phil Valentine died of covid like, I'm sorry, if y'all conservative, something is going on. Now, a Jacksonville, Florida mother, Lisa Brandon, again, Florida, is encouraging others to get vaccinated after her two sons, 35 and 40, died of COVID 12 hours apart. Mm. So she also contracted the virus, but she, she, um, she credits her Moderna vaccine for her mild case and believes that her sons would be alive today if they had gotten a vaccine, gotten a vaccine. Mm. So she said that she hopes others can learn from her tragedy. Jay? Wow. You think they're going to learn from this tragedy? Because <laughs> Jay no. said, will they learn? I'm just going to say, nope. we can keep doing these stories all day. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Elliot, well, still going well, up. Uh, still not I, I don't know, bro. 
I mean, it's just a, it's a done deal. It's a wrap. I mean, you just can't continue. You know, someone was telling me, well, you know, there are more people now dying that's vaccinated than they are to see. That's that's not true. I don't know where you're getting this that's information from, but whatever. No, it's not true at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but I don't know it's where to get the stuff. But hey, you know whatever. I said I'm not going to argue with you. I said if you want to sit here and put yourself at risk, we're going to agree to disagree. God bless you, and I hope that you're covered by the blood because I'm telling you, you know if you catch it, it's just a wrap. You know if for being unvaccinated, it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. Yep. And again, I like to remind people: Fox News is not news, right? Mm-hmm. Do not watch Fox News. You can watch it for entertainment all you want to. Although I advise not to not to do that as well you know you are what you eat and so if you keep absorbing garbage you're probably going to talk garbage you're going to spew garbage so fox news is not news and i know you just ran the the clip that jesse jackson and his wife um are hospitalized with covid in chicago and um but they they have received their vaccination so hopefully it'll just kind of be a mild case but he has some other stuff going on too so we'll say someone vaccinated got covid that's why they're talking about doing a booster for the people who have immune system issues, um, even though they got the shot. So don't let people give you that apples and rocks comparison. Mm-hmm. Not, one has nothing to do with the other. You can get vaccinated and and um, have some other other things that's going on that leaves you compromised, immunocompromised. So don't even worry about that. Now, Biden, I know I missed this part of uh, the show earlier today, but Biden is seeing his approval ratings drop to 54%, you know, aimed at COVID cases in Afghanistan stuff. That's according to AP's new poll. Now, here's what's laughable about this. What was the highest of Trump's ratings for his whole four years? (laughs) He never even got to 50. Like 40-something, man. Man, everybody's running around like the house is on fire. It's like all is lost, all is lost. He's at 54. Trump never got, I think his highest probably was 47, maybe 48, but he never got over 50. So the Republicans are jumping on this like, you know, got him, you know. So everybody is, is um, you know, as I watch this stuff, everybody's going crazy over this Afghanistan stuff. But, you know, another story about Afghanistan is how billions were squandered in Afghanistan. Yes. So they spent $6 million on um, Tuscan goats for the Kashmir trade, $160 million for Dubai villas for, for politicians, and um, $550 million on aircraft left to rot. Mm. They ain't even using them. We spent $550 million. So if but they won't, was, they won't spend for schools. That's what pisses me off about that, man. Well, yeah. And so if if they were still there in Afghanistan and this story came out, they'll be like, look at Biden. They wasted money. They would have blamed that on him. <laughs> so despite some advances in education and female empowerment and prosperity and um, native foreign interventions, they're saying that um, that extra money that we dumped in there has fueled corruption and fostered a mafia state. And once Trump legitimized the Taliban by saying that he wanted to meet with them, mm-hmm. they really think it's country now. <laughs> so they want to see that at the table. You're letting the terrorist organization run a nation. <laughs> they, they're going to play by nobody's rules if they get to run a country. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. again... 
I don't know too much about that, but Al-Qaeda could even come back because they were high. If people don't know the difference. Al-Qaeda is not the Taliban, but the Taliban was actually allies with Al-Qaeda. So even though Al-Qaeda was gone now, they can. they're saying that they may come back because we empowered the Taliban. I'm sorry. Trump empowered the Trump administration empowered the Taliban. They legitimized them. And now Trump is the first one out there um, talking about Joe Biden. Now, Trump did, had a speech in Alabama telling people to, to get vaccinated, and they booed him yesterday. I don't know if you guys saw that. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> he, he tried to slip that in, that everybody should get vaccinated or or get vaccinated if you want to. Like, he tried to ease off of that. And his own – Trump followers are not stable anyway. So if he does not say something crazy, he's not going to like him. Mm-mm. Nope. So, and everybody still thinks that he's a force of nature. I think he's an abomination of nature, but that's a whole nother story. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, they're saying that um, key mental abilities, including concentration and a- attention, like to um, are actually getting better as you age. Like, so your key brain functions that um, are your critical cognitive like um, aspects of your memory, self-control, and decision-making, and even math, language, and reading gets better as you age. That's mm. according to research from Georgetown University. Now, that's an interesting thing. So it just kind of tells us that the, the kids who think that they're smart, you still never be – first of all, <laughs> wisdom comes with age. And now that yep. we have a study that says that we are actually still getting smarter as we go, um, they'll never catch up. Oh, except for the Trump people. I just want to really say that really quick, clearly. <laughs> I don't have to run any disclaimers on this segment. That's Jay. That was a that was a half hour ago. Y'all can complain on that one. <laughs> this one, you can send your comments to comments. <laughs> like, I don't really care. All right. Now, look at this. Now, a woman who was these stories always get me. But some woman who was a woman who was convicted of witchcraft and sentenced to death more than three centuries ago, is on the verge of being pardoned. So uh-huh. this state, yeah, you know when they did the Salem witch tri- trials in Massachusetts? Mm-hmm. They, they had a, um, a class, like a, a bunch of students do research on it, right? And so they found that this woman, Elizabeth Johnson Jr., I didn't know they knew, back then they named women Jr., after their mothers, but anyway, in 1863, at the height of the Salem witch trials, she was convicted and condemned, but she was never executed. So they said that most of the people were cleared, like from the Salem witch trials, they went back and cleared their names after the fact. But this one woman, they said there's only like three of them who's never been cleared. Mm. And so, I think if they was a witch, you wouldn't be able to kill them. But that's my whole. That's that's just me. But they're saying that uh, it's important that we correct history, is what one of the state senators is saying, and we will never be able to change what happened to these victims, but at very least, we can set the record straight, and if lawmakers approve the measure, Johnson will be the last accused witch to be cleared, according to the Witches of Massachusetts Bay. It's a group (laughs) devoted to the history of 17th century witch hunts. Now, really? Okay, let me woo side this for a minute because if this was 
1693. 19, yeah. <laughs> How come we can't get reparations for, I'm about to cuss, for stuff that happened like a couple of years mm-hmm. ago? Really? We, we used to be getting money from the state of Florida for Trayvon, for, for mm-hmm. everybody. Everybody right. keeps telling us to move on. You're mm-hmm. talking, you know, Tuskegee, all of these things. And this is from 1693. And people scared to go through black history, but they will yep. be like, you know what? We're still, they're still convicting people of Holocaust stuff. Yeah. And so on. All right. Now, um, you know, the criminal, uh, the, the career criminal sister of this guy, you remember the Parkland shooter, um, shooter that Nicholas Cruz? Yeah. His, his sister faces life in, pres- in prison. She had 22 arrests, 16 felonies, and recently attacked a 72-year-old woman doing a carjacking. What? Ganella Woodard is the daughter of Nicholas um, Cruz's biological mother, and um, she faces life in prison for targeting. She had 22 arrests and 16 felonies. Hmm. Wow. What happened to that? What happened to that three strike that black people get? Yeah, like, three strikes he out. Yeah, sixteen felony convictions. I mean, okay, I hate to do the math on this, but if I had to do the three strikes on this, I think she should have been in jail. What, like eight, nine times? She should have been in jail. You know, she could have had life in prison at least eight times. Really? But no, they they let her let her go. Um, so. Okay, so an exotic dancer is suing a string of Houston strip clubs. And I'm, I know Jay's in Houston. Hopefully Jay's gone now. I don't want to blow his weekend up. But here's how this is going to go. Uh, uh, I'm still he here, Cool Breeze. A... Oh, my bad. Okay, well. <laughs> and then Elias and I was going to come to Houston, but I think now we're going to go to Vegas. So <laughs> Suing a strip, uh, a string of Houston strip clubs and its owners for employment discrimination, which is rarely used statute, a 155-year-old civil rights um, law that um, affords workers the same rights and abilities enjoyed by white citizens. I really don't want to say her name, but her name is in the news story, and she took a picture. So um, Chanel Nicholson, who is black. In the lawsuit filed last, what'd you say? I was gonna say, sound know. like a sister. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't gonna play black or white, but this one, because if it wasn't a civil rights case, this would have been a hard one to read. But she's suing her former employer of, and owners of the club that she was not allowed to work her um, designated day shift because there were already too many black girls. Is what she's saying. She said. Um, I can put on makeup, I can comb my hair, I can look as pretty as you want me to, I can act sophisticated if you need me to, but I cannot scrub my skin, is what she's saying. She told the Washington Post this. She said, mm. I'm a black girl, and I can't help that, which is hilarious. But Nicholson claims that she regularly exp- experienced discrimination over a six-year period while working at, okay, I'm not expect. we're not playing, um, you don't have to raise your hand at this, and Brothers on this show, please remain silent. At CoverGirls Houston, Solid Platinum Cabaret, Centerfolds Houston, and Splendor wow. Gentlemen's Club. I've Damn. never, I've never been there, so. 
Wow. I know. Yeah, yeah. I I played a belt. Damn. That's not a Westheimer. All right. I only know what Galleria is. So I don't have all I'm saying. All right. So the law has been used it for, uh, for federal penalties. Uh, it was not provided. Uh, now, here's the thing. The law has been there, right, but hasn't been used for federal penalties and were not provided until the second half of the 20th century. So get this. That law has been in effect uh, uh, for 155 years, but nobody used it until 1968. Jones mm-hmm. versus Myers, right? Um, which Congress um, could regulate the sale and the um, rental of private property to prevent racial discrimination. So you can't, it's funny, you could put a law in effect that does not have a penalty so that if you sue somebody, they don't have to pay you damages. So if she sued them, she wouldn't be able to get damages. She'd just be able to get her job back. Why would mm. you go? I mean, again, I would have to survey um, exotic dancers. I don't really <laughs> go. So next time one of you brothers go, I mean, if you want to go for some field extra credit homework for our next yeah, show. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's please it. Ask, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Please ask. Um, I'm sorry. Is it? Do you get workers' comp? Is there health insurance? And why would you sue to come back? If Because they're technically contract workers, so I'm not going to tell you the rest of the story. But the, she, apparently she says that they work for at one place for like four to six months or about four months and then go to another place. I didn't know there was a rotation. But anyway, up, up, get. I don't know how that works, but there there's a rotation in the circuit. And um, – but she's suing to get her job back. But I think she's also suing to get um, wages, um, some back wages as well. Oh, by the way, the owner said that um, they didn't discriminate. Okay. I know. I know. I know what your letters would be on this segment. It's like, why are you doing a news story, uh, a news story about exotic dancers? It's because we cover things that other people don't. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's your statement, Jay. Can somebody ask you? All right. Uh, a Florida special needs teacher was placed on administrative leave after she was caught on camera hurling racist taunts at a mother and her children who she thought was trespassing in her neighborhood. Now, see, here we go. White mm. folks. Driving through her neighborhood, she was in her car. So Patricia Smith, who worked at the Exceptional Student Education Specialist at um, um, Lely Elementary School, was caught on camera, you know, with racial slurs and assaulting um, the mother and her child, and she works with special needs children five days a week. Mm. So they put her on leave. She um, called one of them a derogatory term for special needs people. I don't know what that means. Mm. She said, your son must be in special aid. Uh, he's a retard. Your son is retarded. I mean, she's on camera. and um, mm. But she... Uh, she earned a nickname, I guess, in Florida. The Kings Lake Karen is what they're calling her now. Wow. And, um, <laughs> she has – her property is surrounded by flags with middle fingers and profanity on it. I don't even know why she worked at the school district. Mm. Really? Here's a, black people have been complaining for years about racist teachers and stuff, and we go home and our, our parents would be like, you need to go do your homework. Don't worry about mm-hmm. this. This stuff 
apparently, since they're so comfortable, it's showing, it's, it's just raising their head. They're just getting overconfident. Mm, mm, mm. Now, this guy, David Imhoff, will pay nine protesters $500 each for violating their civil rights on June 30th, 2020, in an incident where they were peacefully protesting outside of um, his, it's called Bumpy's Polar Freeze, um, his bar, I guess, or his ice cream place in Schenectady, New York. Um, but he sent some racist texts where he allegedly wrote and circulated on social media. So M. Hobbs ice cream shop became the target of protest last summer. And, um, you know, here's where we love Letitia James in New York state. Um, they had unrest like at around June 30th, right? When he approached a group of protesters who were standing peacefully on the porch of his private, near his private house. Right. And he had threatened them with a, um, a baton and told them that he was going to grab mm. his rifle. And then when the group left, he called 911 and claimed that there was 20 armed protesters who were threatening to shoot him at his store, right? <laughs> so after wow. This, the USA has a new law for this. So um, New York State Attorney Gen- General Letitia James, under a law dubbed the so-called Central Park Karen Law, which aims that to stop false race-baiting um, police calls. It's the first time it's being used, but she is charging this fool. And he's going really? to pay them each dollars um, for that. But they need to give him some time. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we have a we have a can rule in New York State. You can call if you want to and go, there's some black people. <laughs> and, um, they need to, brother. Uh-huh. Now, um, I just saw this story, so this wasn't on my list. But, you know, the fans... Fans only. I heard a lot about that website where mm-hmm. people all sorts of things, and you pay. Like even famous people go on there, and you can you can get subscribers. It's not all porn. I, I don't think. I think it's just that whoever the person is, if they're famous, you can register, and um, and um, people will pay monthly or yeah monthly subscriptions to be there. So. They're banning pornography from October after pressures from their financial backers. So on Thursday, they said that they're banning it on October 1st to comply with requests from our um, banking par- our banking partners and um, payout providers. Now, mm. the women on there, there's another news story that women who are on there who are making money on that site is blaming this one actress by saying she went on there, made like a million dollars in one week. And started mm. advocating for um, for um, sex workers and stuff, and it made everybody else uncomfortable. So now there's a maximum of five, of I think it's five hundred dollars that you can make per person or some nonsense like that. So this one actress oh, wow. caused backlash for them to cancel um, people. I mean, I'm I'm no proponent. I'm not advocating. It's just a news story, but. They said some actors came on there and did that. Just from bringing attention to that site, now everybody has to shut it down. Yeah, I, I, I saw pictures on uh, Facebook of one of the actresses that was on there, man. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was, it yeah. was one of the girls from the Bernie Mac show. So. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> I go, here's what, I'm at a loss for words. Like okay, mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. okay. So, but the thing was is that even with that, 
that they were saying that most people, you know, they don't, it's not like they're doing anything unethical or illegal. You can get on there to, you know, talk to Kevin Hart or Snoop or anybody. Like, there's people who have fans-only accounts that you can pay somebody to send a birthday message to, mm-hmm. you know, friend or family member. And they'll, they'll actually do it. So fans only is not for that. So I guess they're getting out of the, the um, explicit content business, apparently, um, mm. just because of the complaints from that one act, from that one actress being a detention to it. Um, and again, she was advocating on behalf of women um, in sex trafficking, I think. But anyway, yeah. So you can see how doing good goes wrong for, for, for a oh, lot yeah. of people. All right. Now, here's where I would play um, black or white, but <laughs> but <laughs> ah, this is going to be a little too obvious. Now, a teenager who rescued a bumblebee adopted as a pet, and she revealed that she sleep, it sleeps next to her. Okay. Now, I'm going to tell you, she's 13 years old. Her name is Lacey. Um, Shelling Law, right? She spotted a large bumblebee lying on the side of the on the side of the road while walking her dogs two weeks ago. Scooped it up, named it Betty. This is not a black or white issue, but anywho, she noticed that it had a crippled wing, and she tried to put it in a safe spot on a flower or something in the nearby park. The bee didn't want to leave, and now it follows her everywhere. And she brought it home, so she has a clip of her having to be like just crawling around on her neck and all this other stuff. And I'm thinking, I'm wait. I can't wait till next week's story. <laughs> she's gonna Sorry. wake up one day with her eyes swollen, and she's mm. not gonna be able to call nine one one. Really? Wow. Yeah, abuse is not gonna work that way. Now, this thing that rattlesnakes use the sudden loud rattling to trick people to believe that they're closer than they actually are. So according to a new study from the university in Austria, um, they're saying that the rattlesnake loud rattling is a complex communication to signal, uh, a complex communication um, signal to trick other species to make them think that you're closer than they are. I don't care. That's a good early word for me. Exactly. It's not like the Venus flytrap where they're trying to get you to get closer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like, just tell me. And I can go the other mm-hmm. way. Yep. Now, um, I know we've talked about this before, but there's a, the, the the big game hunting stuff. Remember last week mm-hmm. we talked about that? People are killing animals for no reason or paying mm-hmm. a lot of money to do it. So, this guy... Um, um, I guess he's named online as Philip Smith, 46. He's a physical therapist out of Missouri. He paid tens of thousands of dollars to kill another famous um, lion. And the famous that, that Cecil the lion that was in Zimbabwe, it was in the same area. Um, but another U.S. hunter um, goes and pays a lot of money just to kill another mm. animal. He wants wow. to kill him with a bow and arrow. I don't know what it is with European culture that they will pay to go in the reserve to kill something that's just eating grass. <laughs> something is really, really wrong with you if that's your if that's your goal in life to say, hey, 
how do we find something? I mean, we just need to go kill something. But that's really? pretty much uh, the gist of that story. You know what I didn't didn't do? Um, I remember a couple weeks ago I told you that um, we missed talking about the um, the Olympics. Mm-hmm. I don't remember talking about that. But anyway, you know, um, Simone is going on a um, on a tour. Um, I'm trying to think. She's going on a uh, a, a tour across the country, and um, I have to get more details. I had it in front of me, but she's um, now going on a tour, and they, they're saying that you don't get the what do they call the twisties, and um, she won't have to worry about that while she's going on tour. But she still hasn't stated whether she's going um, she's going to try out for the Olympics again. Okay. She may, may not, but she just said that um, she's doing well and. She's posting, and they're still having, like, really good, um, you know, good tours for her. Now, I mean, like, people are accepting her well, so I just wanted to say that. Now, um, Philip Morris has sold its 18,000-acre Montana home, I didn't know they had one, of the Marlboro Ranch. It was dubbed Mm. the Disneyland for smokers. Now, I don't smoke, but I didn't know they had a Disneyland. (laughs) But... um, the owners of the ultra-exclusive Yellowstone Club, which counts Tom Brady and Justin Timberlake. Well, that might explain why I'm not a member. Mm. Not because I can't afford it. I don't like them two fools. So mm. the Marlboro Ranch is, uh, is a working ranch with an old western town. Uh, was bought by the tobacco giant in 1999 as a marketing tool. It was open eight months um, a year with all expense paid vacation spots for Marlboro customers who could win trips there. It's why I'm laughing. I'm like, you buy some cigarettes, kind of try to kill yourself, and you can go to the Marlboro ranch where they will give you more cigarettes. <laughs> so, wow. so the West Town has 20 buildings, including a two story hotel, a mining office, a bank, sheriff's office, saloon, and spa. Ooh, that sounds mm. like a nice vacation. Yeah, that's where I like to be at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, we're going to think about trading in Vegas next time. Yeah. Oh, wait, really. hold it. <laughs> and Justin Timberlake's there. So, nope, that's off. I, I, I was going to go. But no, <laughs> not now. Now, a 100-year-old former concentration camp guard will face trial in October. He's accused of being an accessory to murder to 3,518 people. The accused, mm. who has not been named in accordance to German law, is said to have worked um, at a concentration camp near Berlin from 1942 to 45 as an enlisted member of the, the Nazi Party's paramilitary wing. He's accused of notably uh, complicity in the execution by firing squad of Soviet pr- prisoners in 1942. And um, so... While the number of suspects in Nazi war crimes are, dis- are dwindling, prosecutors are still working to bring them to justice. He's 100 years old. Mm. Again, we can't get mm-hmm. nobody to do jack for us at no given time, right? Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Wow. Now, yeah. See, and that, that's what I keep thinking. Like, we are still not, we can't get justice for stuff that happened 10 years ago, and they're mm. going back. They do not care. Mm. Now, I don't know if you saw the story where a black real estate agent and um, his clients mm-hmm. were handcuffed yep. and had guns on 
Kind of by Michigan police. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Grand Rapids, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yep. White couple called 911 um, after a black realtor showed an army vet and his 15-year-old son a house in Michigan, and police showed up, handcuffed them with their guns drawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that one. Hey, yeah. I was going to say, I don't think we, we're... Um, I don't think they're getting the point. I like when people say it's 2020. They should have known better. I'm like, they should have known yeah. in, in 1980. They should have known mm-hmm. better. They should Not at all. That one got me. I was like, and then, you know, everybody's like, well, you know, you got to understand the house had been broken into before. I said, I don't give a damn it's been broken into 20 times. Why, why, was, right. why would they treat it like that? That makes no sense to me whatsoever. Well, that could be an excuse because it wasn't broken into this time. So all mm-hmm. they had to do was say, oh, I have a key. Yeah, that's what so, he said. He, he told him, I got, I got a key. I'm a real estate agent. I punched in the code to get the key. And the guy was like, still, come on out. We got we got, we got a handcuff. And I was like, wow, this, yeah. this is bull. Yeah, that whole fear of black people thing is crazy, right? It's like we have to handcuff you just in case. So mm-hmm. that's their handcuff babies like they're handcuffing little kids by saying we're doing this for our safety not yours it's like what do you expect me to do mm-hmm. right you got guns drawn on me but you need to handcuff me still and still have a gun pointed at <laughs> yep yep so you know i uh well i'll do this one like a cyber stalker who's 58 is jailed for 10 years for mentally torturing a woman that he met online by sending up uh explicit Facebook account in her name and sending X-rated flyers with her pictures to her church. That is mm. just me. Michael Swan McGuire was sentenced by wow. and the judge said the Iowa man who runs a tax insurance business engaged in public terrorism in a way is what he said. Mm. Now that's some hate for you right there. You mm-hmm. know, to that. Wow. You know, yeah. I I had to I had to tell a young lady not too long ago about um, you might want to ask about somebody's childhood before you start dating them because that mm-hmm. that kind of is some something else is going on in that dude's life. Mm-hmm. If you can't bring somebody and just walk away. That means you never had a healthy relationship. You mm-hmm. got to be able to go. Yeah. Now you know. Um, let me tell you that Angela Bassett. Um, mm. Deadline is reporting that Angela Bassett, uh, who headlines the series nine one one, you know she does mm-hmm. that nine one one series now. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That she had her uh, episode salary raised to four hundred and fifty thousand dollars an episode for next season. Now the number mm. is thought to be the highest ever given to an actress of color. Now apparently she wasn't on Friends or Two and a Half Men. White folks mm-hmm. get that money all the. But this is the first time a black woman has got that money. So her mm. bump in pay includes not just the work that she puts in on the series, but she's executive producer of 911 and a spinoff, 911 Lone Star. And she's developed, mm. helped develop 911. Um, uh, and also, I guess Deadline is reporting was a project of Ryan uh, Murphy um, created uh, specifically for her. So she got to do all these jobs just to get that. And I'm sure, um, what's, what's their name, um, the, the, the folks on Friends, 
they didn't have to do no jobs but show up and say they yeah. lines and they That's got it. more than that. Like, Seinfeld, didn't he get like a million dollars an episode at some point? A million episode, yes, he did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. now, our last story, you know, a prankster has been jailed for two years for faking the coronavirus seizure in a Russian metro. It sparked a stampede, and uh, he was 26. He was filmed falling down and appearing to suffer a seizure on the train in Russia in February. And a video... In the video, passengers initially rushed to help him, but scrambled away to escape uh, because they heard him shouting that that man has coronavirus. So he was mm. sentenced to years and four months in a penal colony for that stunt. If you don't know what man. jail is, ask a question about a penal colony. It's kind of mm. kind of like a jail, but he's probably going to work. <laughs> like that's probably that's, that's a little bit wow. worse than work. In fact, he's going to work. He had mm. two accomplices. And they were also given a two-year term, but they were suspended for three years. Mm. You know, again, this country can take it lightly, but some people aren't playing. No. Coronavirus stuff all you want to, but it is. That time to to play has has long left us. Time to Mm -hmm. stop playing. That's it. So, yep. So, all right, there you have it. That's all we have. I know we we run it early on time. Yeah, we're a minute, minute out. <laughs> we're a minute out. See, I usually, yeah. I usually run it. So here, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to do shout outs like the end of my Grammy speech. <laughs> I, love, I just want to shout out all of these like get a chance. Like first of all, I gotta thank God. I'm sorry, I don't need to. <laughs> but anyway, all right. So I will let you guys do your shout out and uh, next week. <laughs> and Jay, my my, my yes, game's sir. gonna be a little bit different. We're gonna try a little harder movie. We might have to do rush hour because I know. Oh, uh, okay. Have to... <laughs> so hey, 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 that scene, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you lose that one all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jay, Jay would murder me on that one. <laughs> oh, did he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You would have to tap out Jay on which way is up. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> hey, all right, all right brother. See you guys next. All right.